It's time to turn out the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode I delve in the world of horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't really explain it, but I love these horrifying flicks. If you made a horror movie on your phone or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send them my way. Now, what do you get when you mix a Chinese-ish ghost story with a dumb American? Why, you get Big Trouble in Little China. gotta love those big fucking 80 synths that are going on right there hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the terrible terror podcast and um yes this week we are doing not to be confused with the mortal juice song big trouble in little vagina we're doing big trouble in little china that's right i've got my co-host and guest here for this episode patrick paranormal pat 64 in the house yes sir so I couldn't think of anybody better to bring on to talk about Big Trouble in Little China because I think we both share an extreme love for this film. Yep. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, is that you didn't even prepare because you've seen this movie so so much. That, so many that, times. You know, like I was grabbing a little audio before we began because I couldn't finish in time because I'm fucking late. Uh, but You were like, late? I know. On some things I'm late. Uh, other things, not so much. But uh, he, he was spouting out the lines even before the began. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So he, he was doing some audio and I'm like saying the line and he's looking at me like, what? And I'm like, hold on a second. And then it happened. He goes, oh, okay. Yeah, but, you know, side note, he fucked up a couple times. <laughs> it's true. Well, you know, you're in the realm. Like, I know what the idea of what they're saying is, but you know, yeah, I'll, I'll sometimes just use the wrong words. I'm not a smart words. man. Understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Because <laughs> they wrong. <laughs> so, uh, tell me a little bit, like, you know how I always like to begin these podcasts nowadays, but tell me a little of your experience with this uh, movie. Man, I can't even remember the first... I am I mean, it wasn't in the theaters, even though, uh, was it, well, you said it was 86, right? 86, so, so you would have been, was, what, three? I would have been four. Four, okay. So... I know I didn't see it in the theater, so it had to be shortly after it came out on, like, tape. Um, yeah, tape, not Getting DVD old, people. <laughs> now, was it Betamax or was it VHS? No, it was VHS. We never did the Betamax thing. <laughs> you guys never had the beta? No. I think um, my dad bought into it for a little bit, but not very long, because all of a sudden he realized, fuck, I can't find anything but porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm surprised we didn't have it. No. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I mean... I remember my dad showing me this movie when I was a kid. That's all I, I really remember. And I just remember falling in absolute love with it. And it's a movie that, if it's on TV, it is being watched. I don't care what part it's at. I don't care if it's only about two minutes left in the movie. I'll watch those last two minutes. It's just a great movie. It's an awesome movie. It's it's horrible it's movie. Weird. <laughs> it's weird to talk about it on this podcast. And yes, this is more of like starting the new year off right rather than just 
subjecting everybody to something that's absolutely terrible or subjecting myself, I guess, to something that's absolutely terrible. And this is also to go in with the launch, of course, of, uh, you know, Dave's side little bonus podcast, podcast from another world. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's going to be doing, well, he's going to be doing something similar, but, you know, based in the past. But I thought, hey, why not do uh, you know two John Carpenter and two Kurt Russell films yeah. that I absolutely love, and this is the first one. So, of course, Big Trouble in Little China, gotta have you on. Um, I remember for myself, I know my father showed me this movie, and I think it was because I was getting into a couple different things, but it was much later. I must have been like maybe 10, maybe 11-ish in that time where he thought I could have handled this movie. And I remember parts of this movie absolutely scared the ever-loving shit out of me. Um, There was the, you know, of course, when the Thunder guy, uh, he, you know, blows up really big. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the scene that it still sticks with me to this day. Like, I can remember sitting down and seeing it and just like running out of the room because it was like, Oh my God, what the hell's going on there? Is all the smoke coming from the, the nose and everything. And then I can remember the beholder, uh, when he pops up, you know, um, even low pen, like the lights, when you first see him, the lights are coming out of his eyes, eyes his mouth. like, and, and this, honestly, looking back on it now, it's not really a scary movie. Like it kind of gets lumped into the horror genre and it has moments, yeah. Uh, but I don't really see it. I think it's just because John Carpenter is attached to it, and it has some elements towards the end that may land it in that genre. But it's more of an action adventure movie than yeah. anything else. And, and you were saying too about it being scary when you were younger. I mean, it's just certain things. I've I told you before. Excuse me. Um, like Stand by Me. Oh yeah. That last part when they actually show the body. That used. To, I, I remember the first time I seen it, and I remember that. A couple of times after I watched, I loved much of that movie as a kid. That part came up, I'd walk out of the room or find a reason to go to the bathroom or something, you know. And it's not scary, but it was just something that got put in my head when I saw it. It was supposed to be a dead body. I was also a little kid, but like it's just you know stuff stuff like that. Just you know, hey, Patrick, want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this isn't. Uh, don't be a miss South Central <laughs> drinking juice in the hood. Is it's not going to be a, a naked Elvis with his ass in the air? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> do you want to mess with me? No, it's do, oh, do we have, have a problem? problem. <laughs> fucking love that movie. The movie's so fucking stupid, too. Um, so, Big Trouble in Little China itself, actually, it was made in between, they don't know the exact figure, about 19 to 25 million, and it actually only made about 11 million uh, while it was in the theater. So, it wasn't a box office success. And it's definitely gained traction after it hit home video and became more of a a cult cult type of movie. And I think it's one of those things. Uh, And, and, you know, there are sometimes I say this, sometimes I don't. But I want your opinion on it. Do you think Uh that uh, everybody should see this movie before we go forward with the rest of the podcast? I think so. I think it's one of those movies that if you've never seen and experienced it, then... It should be experienced. Yeah, I, I was kind of leaning on that same type of train as you were. And it is available right now on HBO. So if you have HBO, maybe you haven't got rid of it after that Game of Thrones subscription that you had. <laughs> um, and you can watch it for free there. But it is available on a couple different platforms for rent or buy or whatever it is. And honestly, it's worth owning the Blu-ray if you can find the Blu-ray. 
Um, it's got a lot of little extra little things in there. I ended up watching this on HBO last night. Um, and because with the new year and everything else going on, uh, and we are also recording this in the past, but from the time that you listen to it, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> it's like everything going on right in these last couple of weeks has been absolutely crazy. And especially with trying to get all the new stuff and getting all the other podcast things up and going, um, and, uh, yeah, so if you have a chance, I would say definitely go ahead and check it out before, uh, you know, if you're not that type of person, um, just know right away, I think that it's fair to say that both of us absolutely love this movie. So it's going to be, you know, try to be as fair and balanced as we possibly can, <laughs> uh, when talking about this, but this may be just us completely fucking gushing over different scenes. But of course there are a lot of little things in it. Uh, that are so ridiculous, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? So even when films that, you know, we've loved, I've loved, I can still manage to, as Davis told me before, quote-unquote, shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been in those, uh, we recorded with Dave, and we do it by video, and said something about a movie, and I can see his eyes already rolling in the back of his head, like, God. It's like, I'm not shitting on it, I'm just pointing something out that I noticed. Exactly. <laughs> you just see little things, and here and there, and they don't make fucking sense, and then you gotta fucking pound your, whoa, and make the damn thing go hella loud when you pound your hand on the goddamn table. <laughs> oh, that was unexpected. <laughs> so, uh, how about we go ahead and just dive right into the film. So, the film itself, it starts off, and now, is it? It's Egg Shen, isn't it? Yeah. And I think on egg, the side egg. of his like thing, it puts like Egg Fu or something like that. It might be Egg Fu Shen. I think it's eight, but they just call him basically just call him Chan. Yeah. Oh, is it Chan or is it Shen? Chan. See, this is gonna fuck me up the entire time because even after seeing it last night, it's everything has like little tinges, and everybody says it just a little different. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Lo Pen, Lo Pan. Egg Shin, Miao Ying, Yao Ming, whoever the fuck else is in this movie. <laughs> well, you know he has green eyes. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm not like trying to be that guy like, oh, I don't know Chinese things. But at the same time, like I keep hearing something different. Mm-hmm. So please excuse me right away if I get the name wrong, because Patrick will definitely correct me <laughs> as we're going through the rest of the podcast. I've always heard it as chant, so. So. Well, let's go ahead and listen to uh, him talk and how everything begins in the story. What I'd like to do today is get your version of what happened. Oh, you mean the truth? Of course. First, uh, just state your name and your occupation for the record. Oh, Egg Shen, bus driver. Bus driver, uh, what kind of bus and where, please? Oh, tour bus. Bus for tourists. San Francisco Chinatown. Thank you. Now, oh, before we get to the meat of this thing, uh, do you at the present time have any knowledge of the whereabouts of a Mr. Jack Burton or his truck? Oh, God, will you leave him alone? Mr. Shen, please. You could be in a great deal of trouble. Half a city block explodes in a ball of green flame. Green flame. I mean, so all hell is breaking loose here. And there are people who say you're involved, that you might be responsible. That you're a very dangerous man. Now, if you're protecting Jack you Burton... You leave Jack Burton alone. And we are in his debt. He showed great courage. Okay. Okay. But if I'm going to be your attorney, 
There are a few things that I have to know that uh, still don't make any sense to me. Like, um, you really believe in magic? You mean Chinese black magic? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Are you still serious about this? And uh, monsters and ghosts as well, I suppose. Oh, sure. And sorcery. And I suppose that uh, you expect me to believe in sorcery as well. Of course. Why? Because it's real. How can I know that, Mr. Shen? How? Yes, how? Uh, help me out here, please. How? See? That was nothing. But that's how it always begins. Very small. Okay, so this is the very first time that we're introduced to anything in the film and we're actually introduced a little into magic. The only thing I'm going to say that, you know, <laughs> it's hard because we're going to spoil the whole thing, but this scene we never come back to. We yeah. never have any type of ending to this. This is like the big setup where he's telling the story and it's like it's like a Gremlins type of thing where you have the old man talking about it before mm -hmm. it begins and then all of a sudden goes and then it still ends with the old owner there yeah. in the store. But here we don't ever see this again. We nope. get a little, we get an ending to him. We do. He has his thing and he leaves. But why the fuck is he talking to this lawyer? Yeah. And yeah, they never ex ex um, elaborate on it. They never, nothing. It was just like, I'm going to tell you the story. And then it's not even like where they cut back to say him talking like in between the story. It's just now the beginning of the movie. And I remember the the first time I hadn't seen, the, the, I saw this movie after a while. Like when I saw it when I was a kid, then there was a few years I hadn't seen it. And mm -hmm. then I saw it again. I had completely forgot about that part. I'm like, what the hell is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. This is how it is. did start. Yeah. And it's like he's going to tell this grandiose scale and or tale, I guess I should say. And it's really nothing. There, There is no reason whatsoever to put this in the movie. Yeah. Like, it just seems so out of place. Once you've seen the whole movie and once you've seen, you know, the way it ends and everything like that, it would be better if it began where we're going to go to next rather than dealing with it. But maybe the studio felt, well, you need something a little more, or you need to pad this by about two minutes so that we reach whatever time we want to reach. Because it's it's only like full running time is about an hour and I want to say 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's with credits. And this thing starts like right away. Like the first, you see the 20th Century Fox logo, and he begins talking before the logo even fucking fades away. Yeah. So... From here, we have this thing, and in the magic thing, I think, is kind of was kind of cool, even yeah. for the time. Like, even the animation of that still holds up pretty well. Does it hold up well later on in the movie? <laughs> but here, it's like, it's kind of cool, and you, you see the guy, and look at us, he's like, you don't really believe in Chinese magic, and then there's like that zap of lightning. Yeah. He's like, little Raiden. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> like... There could have been something else that he could have done. He could, like, set something on fire in the room or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> a little Pomeranian walking around. I don't believe in magic. <laughs> My dog! <laughs> <laughs> so, this is where I think the movie should really begin. And it's really during the title card sequence. And that's when we were first introduced into Jack Burton and his world and his truck. The Pork Chop Express. This is Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express. And I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. 
Porkchop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues, well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. Wait, so that means that he hasn't paid his dues? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm on the the verge of paying my dues. I'm on the verge. It's in the mail. You'll that's, get it in two to three wait, weeks. Wait, that's dodging the creditors type of thing. <laughs> that day. Yeah, the checks in the mail. <laughs> what happened to you? You used to be cool. You used to accept my payments late. <laughs> I just I really like this opening scene too. It's just him. You get you, right away. You get the character of Jack Burton. Oh yeah. It's just you know, I'm full of myself. I'm. I'm full of advice and bullshit. It's crazy that he thinks that everybody out there wants to listen to him talk his philosophy as he's driving his fucking big rig across the country. Like, the only other people that are going to be able to listen to it are the other people that are on the same goddamn frequency. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's one of the first podcasters that ever fucking existed. That's true, if you think about it. I mean, everybody else, you know, Smokey and and the Bandit just use it to line up a bunch of... Uh, semi trucks to drive across it you know but yeah. you know here's jack burton he the first podcaster that's right he's there he's announcing himself he's giving his he's the first fucking angry dad when you think about it he's giving his <laughs> philosophy out to the universe yeah there you go there you go i was thinking who who first did you actually see even though this would technically be before this took place but star trek came out first you know the captain's logs wouldn't that be like a podcast yeah that would kind of be like a podcast too. but that's technically supposed to be in the future, so... That's right. So, they're just transformed the the narrative uh, for the future. We bring Dave into the It'd Be Like That family, and now we're already talking about Star Trek on oh, Big God Trouble Little it. China. <laughs> damn it, Dave! <laughs> we need to stop this shit right away. <laughs> so, you have him... And it's funny, because he's eating a giant fucking sandwich, too. Like, he's got a giant fucking hoagie that he's driving around in this fucking cab with. And this proves how great... You know, men drivers are because look at he's driving a semi, which is a stick. He's talking on his CB radio and eating a sandwich, and he's driving perfect. Yeah, he's he's not worried about anybody. He's you know, and he's driving to good old San Francisco. <laughs> oh, gee! Before you you are allowed to shit in the streets for free <laughs> oh, or without without well, any it, it should be consequences. noted that I don't think any of this is fucking filmed in San Francisco <laughs> whatsoever. I think that one shot of him going across the bridge. <laughs> I think yeah, the, the shot of him going across the Golden Gate for a second, like he's coming from the Marin side as he's going to the city. So if anything, he was, he better not say that he was coming from the South because he's coming from the fucking North. If he's coming from that way, you know, and and this is going to be, you know, we live in the fucking area. So we know, we know fucking going, uh, but he's driving into the city. And the first thing that he does, he stops off in his Chinese neighborhood of friends that he knows. And of course he's down there to gamble. Mm -hmm. And well, he basically makes everybody lose their shirts. That one? Oh, oh. So tired. <laughs> what do you say, Wayne? In English? Something about beginner's luck. Oh. But he quits. He quits? What is this? It's a brand new day and the man still got a hundred bucks in his pocket. What is this? I'm not going to complain because I'll bet I lost my shirt in the next 20 minutes. Ah, well, it breaks my heart to do this, Wang, but I figure next time I'm down here, you just gang up on poor old Jack so fast, he won't know what the hell happened. No. Ah, sure, easy come, easy go, huh, Wang? No! Not next time. Now. 
this going to get ugly now? Huh? I hope not. Because I thought what we were here, racial differences notwithstanding, was just a couple of old friends, you know, just both of us Californians. Ah, shit, Wang, it's only a game. Nothing or double. This knife cuts this ball in half. Nothing or double. Bullshit. Nothing or double, Jack. Why, man, don't be stupid. I need the money. I got near a thousand bucks here, Wang. 1,148, Jack. Okay, but not that bottle. This bottle. Okay. You're out of your mind, Wang. God bless you. <laughs> it's all in the reflexes. Okay, so this is Wang Chi, right? And this is his, like, best friend or whatever mm-hmm. from the area. And why is he so fucking mad, like, that he's losing all this money? I mean, you find out in a second, but yeah. it, it's just the way that he approaches it is like, I'm going to fucking kill you to get that money, yet I'm your really good friend. Yeah, yeah. And so what you couldn't see, since it was a yes. audio, is he set, he, he got a bottle and he set it sideways and he had, like, a machete. And he was going to cut it in half, he said. Just cut the bottle right in half. So what made me laugh about that is he goes, all right, double or nothing. Not that bottle. Oh, no, Use no. this bottle. He doesn't say He doesn't say double or nothing. Or double. Or, yeah, nothing he, or double. Nothing or double. Like, what the hell? Who the hell says nothing or double? He's, that was like the big like gripe I had with this scene. And like, it's double or nothing. Maybe it's a um, translation thing, you know, English. Maybe, maybe uh, it is. But he's also got Chinese. really great math skills, which is really stereotypical yeah. as well. Like, he's able to perfectly count. I know exactly how much you fucking have. So either he's so, really good at counting money or he's just, you know, stereotypically Chinese yeah. or something like that. But like I said, <laughs> the funny terrible. thing is when he's like... All right, I'm going to cut this bottle in half. He's like, yeah, not that bottle. This one. Like, a bottle's a bottle. How's he going to... He already got, like, a... Oh, he's already serrated his one. He's been working on that bottle. Yeah, yeah. You don't and, notice that he's, like, ringing it. I'm showing it to him. Like, yeah. look, everybody... Like a pepper shaker. Hands, yeah, like a pepper shaker. <laughs> but, like, the like, the thing is, is even even then, it's like, I knew it was going to come down to me having to cut this bottle in half, so let me just get this bottle ready. <laughs> That's right. Well, and then the thing is, is that when it looks like... He looks like he's standing the bottle, like, right side up. Like, it's like that. That's the way he's going to cut it, right? So your bottle is on the bottom, and then, you, you know, the top of the beer bottle and everything. But then he puts it on his side. And I would think that that would be the easier way to do it. But when he says, I'm going to cut this bottle in half, it's standing up uh. on its bottom. So, like, part of me would be like, what are you doing? Why are you turning it on its side? Like, no, put it back the way that you had it before <laughs> because that's the way that you need to cut it in half. And I'd almost think that maybe if his knife was sharp enough, that might be the easier way to go. Mm, but maybe. he but does he, fuck up. He did have a machete, though. He did have a machete. Uh, and he, that's when you hear the bottle being hit and being flung. And then Jack just catches it out of the middle of nowhere. And that's why he says it's all in the reflexes. Second time so far. Is that the second time that he said that? Yeah. Was the first he, was say, he was saying it during one of his, uh, first monologues. Oh, one of his little yeah. monologues. That he's first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering if that is going to come back it, towards the end of the episode. Hmm. I wonder if they're like... There's a lot of things, and, and one of the things that I found actually really funny as I was doing a little bit of research was that this movie was actually rushed to the theaters to beat The Golden Child, because this and The Golden Child have a lot of things in common. 
mm-hmm. and they think that the golden child actually hurt like a lot of the box office for this movie uh. even though it wasn't because it was it's like a 79 percent on rotten tomatoes so it's pretty well received by critics in in all opinion uh, if everybody thinks that's a flop but it's one of those films and this actually brought john carpenter back to doing more independent type films rather than the big budget hollywood films um, so it's, it's got a lot of similarities in the way that it moves and what it's talking about and the kind of like the ancient Chinese, whatever, uh, that's going on inside the film. So he finds out from Wang that, you know, Wang's got to go, like, he's not going to be able to pay him right away. Yeah. And of course, he, being the guy that he is, he basically is like, no, you're, you're going to do this right now. Yeah. Like I need the money as much as you need the money. And when you so, make a bet with a man, you you gotta pay him. Well, yeah, if you especially if you bet him nothing or double. Yeah. The fucking, I hate that. <laughs> nothing or thing. double. Nothing or double. Um, but yeah, so he's like, well, I'll I gotta go do something, but meet me at my restaurant. So I guess he owns the restaurant called the Black Pearl, um, which we Wait, was it called the Black Pearl? It's called the Black Pearl. So like, is he related like to? Uh, Davy Jones? No, oh. he's not. He's not a fucking underwater... Bu- he's rated to whoever Chow Yun-Fat's pirate is. <laughs> I forgot the name of that fucking pirate. <laughs> Nobody remembers Chow Yun-Fat in those movies. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I should have said, uh, you know, Jack Sparrow, but whatever. Yeah, well, you know, he. I guess he did own the Black Pearl. Uh, but nonetheless... <laughs> Awkward transition. Uh, uh, so he wants his money right now. The guy can't pay. And the reason that he can't is the guy go to the airport. And we find out that actually Wang is importing himself a bride. So who are we picking up? A girl. I don't want to talk about it. Girl? Where from? Peking. This is a big day in my life. I should have gone home and gotten 40 winks. A girl from China. All right. I never done that. I mean, I picked up girls from everywhere else, but never from China. She pretty? I'm gonna marry her, Jack. Oh, God. I've known her since we were kids, but I haven't seen her in five years. I came here alone. I worked my fingers till they bled. Before you knew me, Jack, I slept on the floor. I saved every nickel to bring her here because I love her so much, Jack. I can't eat, sleep, or think properly without her anymore. She's gonna put my whole life in order. Boy, listen to me, huh? Real tough guy, huh? You sound a little nervous, pal. That's why the bottle didn't slice. My mind and my spirit are going north and south. No, because the trick didn't fucking work. That's the reason why it didn't (laughs) fucking go your way. Okay, so there's a couple things that he's like, I don't want to talk about it, but let me fucking talk about it. He just fucking goes, I don't want to talk. But she's from Peking. She's about like seven foot two. She's got long black hair and she's got green eyes. But I don't want to fucking talk about it. I don't need to know anything. (laughs) I noticed we were kids. (laughs) I worked my ass off to bring her here, but I don't want to talk talk about about it. it. And then you look at the picture of the girl, too, when they show her uh, Miao Yin. She doesn't look Chinese like at all. Like I looked at it, and I'm like, she she does. She has an. Asian she looks more American, but she looks definitely American. Yeah. Like it's not like they got the the girl that skipping ahead just a second, but the girl that Gracie saves from being like a, a Chinese sex slave, like looks more Chinese than like this she, girl. She, like, like she actually from, came over from like, China. Like she's fresh off the boat from China, where this girl is, or fresh off the plane, I should say, where <laughs> this girl looks more like like a, a toned down Tia Carrera. Like, Tia Carrera, like, has an American look to her, mm-hmm. even though, you know, she can tell she's, I'm not sure what exactly what she is, if she's Chinese or Filipino or 
uh, I think Vietnamese cool. or Korean or, or yeah. what she is. Either way, uh, she looks smart. Yeah, she looks smart. She's got big <laughs> boobs. And she loves Wayne. <laughs> but it, it's... Wings Wayne. <laughs> Zang. Um, but here, when I looked at the picture, I'm like, okay, she doesn't really look Chinese. Like, th- that was just my thought. Yeah, like, for somebody Chinese-American or whatever. Exactly. But... Like, she's mixed. No. She's definitely mixed with something. Like, Jack Burton went over to China, fathered himself a kid, and then there you go. Mixed <laughs> with Chinese and Jack Burton, as you've got here. Can I also say that uh, Kurt Russell looks, like, kind of, or like, really baby-faced in this movie, uh-huh. even though he's supposed to look, like, really ragged and rugged. Yeah, but from he the looks, road. And... He looks like he kind of did, in a way, in, like, the computer wore tennis shoes. Like that back in the day when he was more like teenager, he was probably what late twenties, early thirties in this movie. Yeah, I would think so. Somewhere around there, yeah. and, he, and I know that he's been in the film industry for a very, very long time. So it's just weird to see them like look so baby faced after you've seen him in the last couple of years, where he's definitely now showing his age, yeah. but he still looks goddamn good. Yeah, I mean, you know, he wanted something from me. I might throw it his way. Whoa. <laughs> In the back of the pork I'm, chop I'm express. Talking about, no, I'm talking about like mowing his lawn or something oh. like that. What? The, get your fucking mind out of the gutter. <laughs> that sexy lawn on the back. I mean, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so they're going to the airport, and I, I just don't like. It's just to get his money. It's like basically, look, I'm I'm your friend. I'll help you out, but honestly. I think that you're going to like not pay Skip me out at on the same me. time. Especially going to the airport. Like, oh, i got to go to the airport first, and then we'll go to the restaurant. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You're at the ultimate get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, just wait for me at my restaurant. I mean, I'm good for it. Like, if he really is, and, and the lengths that he does to go and get everything that he needs back in this movie, I think the guy would be kind of worth it. Like, you know, mm. I understand you find out that he's got a bride that's coming in that he's like given everything he possibly could, but yet he's wasting his fucking money on fucking gambling, like, over there. You know that you could lose... What money was he playing with? Like, you know that Jack had his money, and that money looked fake as fuck, too, by the way. (laughs) Like, I understand that, you know, American currency has changed in the way it looks. Not a whole lot, but that looked like that was extremely fucking fake. The the thing to me is, you've worked your ass off, you have your own restaurant, your girl that you want to marry is flying in today... You think that I'm making sure everything's ready at home, things are going to be perfect, make sure I take fresh out of the, sink, out so of the shower. No, do the moment I'm, she steps through I'm the in door. some back alley Chinese town, uh, you know, like the dark part of this, by the water, by the dwarf, gambling in these back alley, you know, games of... Drinking a shit ton of beer. Chinese checkers Meanwhile, you've got the bread that's still been put away. It hasn't been put on the counter so she can make you a sandwich when she gets her in through the door. Have it ready. Yeah, exactly. Because you're talking about how she's going to do everything in your life from now on. Maybe they, maybe it's because he didn't want a sandwich. He wanted some noodles. <laughs> he wanted some noodles. N- noodles. It's uh, terrible. <laughs> so, so we go ahead and we're in the airport and they're waiting for her to pop up. And that's where we see Gracie for the very first time. And she's waiting, like we said... For somebody else to come off the plane. Mm-hmm. And of course Jack has to go over there and be a jerk. And hit on her. In, in a weird way. It's I think the way that he hits on her. I, I was thinking about adding the audio. But it's so short that it just doesn't kind of fit. And I just don't yeah. want to like add something to add something. But 
it's like, I love the line that he comes in with because he's like, hey, can I ask you something serious? And she says no. no. <laughs> and then he goes right into it. Well, if you want to, like, skip out of town and, like, you know, do something with me. And then she's like, no, not with you. Like, it's a good response back and forth. Yeah. And that's Kim Cattrall, to who is hit or miss when it comes to some of these movies. Like, like at least around this time. Because there's that one that's based in Fairfield that she's in. Uh, which is, I think, Witch Book or something like that. Oh, mm. fuck, I can't remember. Or, or Witch Board. I think it's Witch Board. And Never she is it. terrible. You get to see her titties, but she's fucking terrible. Like, it's not worth it to watch it for her in that movie. But <laughs> Go to here, Mr. Skin. <laughs> she's like, she's serviceable, I guess you can say. Um, so she's basically waiting for some to come off, and that's where you see the Lords of Death. Well, three of them pop up. And they're also waiting there at the airport, and they're waiting for somebody to get off the plane. And that one guy, the only thing I could think about the entire time I saw them was that one guy with the white glasses with the weird slit that's yeah. in between. Like, how is that fucking functional? Well, do you really want me to go into that? You can go into it. <laughs> they're the same slit of his eyes, so he can still see through oh, it. God. I'm not trying to be racist. It is what it is. <laughs> Well, it's probably got the PD right where it needs to be, so the think pupils of, are right at the slit. But I'm just like, think of glasses functional. that Americans wear with the big round ones. We have round eyes. There we go. I'm trying to be racist <laughs> at all. I mean, facts are facts. <laughs> facts are facts, and those are the glasses. But they're not like glasses glasses. They're meant to be like sunglasses, right. like protective wear. Yeah. Like, this is like 80s punk, like... I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out how those glasses fit into fashion sense. When we're dealing or, with, like, punks and, you know. Either that or he's the um, Chinese Cyclops. And he's, those are his ones that contain his so eye powers. The moment that he takes them off, he's going to start fucking shooting everybody in the airport. Hey, technically, in this movie, it wouldn't be that far-fetched. No, that's true. We, but we don't have a whole lot of mutants back here. I wonder where the Chinese Wolverine is. <laughs> Dude, where does if, it, where do the if the Canadian, the, the normal Wolverine is Canadian, and he's like what five four? Yeah, can you imagine what the Chinese Wolverine? He'd be like four four, <laughs> four, four four, and then the claws come out of his feet. <laughs> well, because you know of all the the you know, martial arts and everything like that, that would be like the best place. You're racist, He'd go man. kick somebody in the head, and the claws would pop out and psh, right through the fucking head. Oh man. I'm not saying they have, like, nasty toes or anything like that. That's not where I'm going. Uh, so, they're basically in the airport, and we see both the person that Gracie is waiting for and the person that, or Meow, Meow Yin. I, I can never say this person's fucking name right. And that's why I say Yao Ming sometimes. Meow Yin. <laughs> that's her name. And I hear it so many different ways that they put in here. Uh, but she's getting off the plane at the same time. And so the Lords of death go to fucking kidnap one of them. They take the girl that Gracie's looking at and just fucking shake her like Chris Rock does to a woman. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, they basically, they're trying to see if she has like, does she have green eyes? Does she have green eyes? And she doesn't. So they let her go. And then they find out that Meow Yin, she does have green eyes. So they go ahead and kidnap her. And that's also one of my favorite lines of the movie, that once they get away from them, uh, that Jack says, son of a bitch must pay. (laughs) (laughs) So they do chase him into the parking lot, and they manage to get away. Grace, Gracie does the bitch move of like, which way did she go? And like, oh, she points in the way, and she's like, okay, call the cops. And then she fucking busts it out of there. (laughs) She fucking leaves and takes off. Uh, And that's where, you know, 
uh, Jack and Wang, they both go and they chase after, and Jack wonders who the group actually is. All right, what's going on, Wang? Why'd they steal your girl? Hey, you tell me. How come it's not safe to walk in such a park, huh? Or give a stranger a lift anymore? Because the world's full of crazy people, Jack. Hoodlums. That American girl back at the airport seemed to know something was up. Stay away from her, Jack. She's nuts, too. She's a lawyer. She's a what? Oh, come on! What the hell? They got this sort of clubhouse thing, you know, where they all hang out. Sharpen their knives, huh? I can't ask Where you is it? Thank you, Jack. Okay. So a couple things are going on here. Central Park. You're yeah. in fucking San Francisco. It's not fucking called Central Park. Yeah. It's fucking Golden Gate Park. That's the big giant park. Yeah, like in why San would you Francisco. mention New York if you're in San Francisco? Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. And you're well, talking about the the violence or whatever that's going around your current city. And that you, so <laughs> ridiculous. And this too. This is once again because we're from the area. Yep. But the ridiculous the ridiculousness of the fact that they're obviously an SFO. That's uh-huh. the closest airport. And that is really far <laughs> from regular San Francisco in Chinatown. Well, in Chinatown, it's like, unless she's like coming into a very special, like small airport that's in the middle of nowhere, but SFO is basically where you're going to be coming uh, into. Pretty sure, yeah. And the fact that, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> they're chasing them the whole time, right? Or they're trying to figure out where they're at. By the time they got. As far, uh, the lead that they had in that fast car, they're in a semi. Well, just the tractor part. They only yeah. didn't have the trailer, but still, the the what he can still only go about sixty miles an hour or so. They're flying. They're not going to catch up to him. But they kind of have an idea where they might be. That every all of them would have been long gone. <laughs> oh, they would have been far away because they were driving in like a little Chevy type of thing. Like, they were in, a, I think, a Firebird. In a Firebird, that's Pontiac, right. Yeah, and so that thing would be long fucking gone. Yeah, like even even if they were just like, okay, you know, we're not going to try to like arouse suspicion from anybody from the cops and you know, gangsters, Chinese gangsters especially, really don't give a shit about what's going on there. But they busted ass out of that place, and you think that you're gonna like follow after them at the same like speed and then they get cut off by a goddamn puma truck <laughs> fuck puma it's adidas all day long it was just you know they had to get that advertisement in there. that's right it's just like it makes in that freeway too i don't know which fucking freeway that could possibly be i feel like it's it, 580 going into oakland like they filmed on the oakland side of everything maybe I mean, it should have been the 101, but yeah, who it knows? It should have been. Well, it also kind of looked like it might have been like the old Cypress Freeway that was still there during the time of this movie was mm-hmm. filming. Before the earthquake. And then before the earthquake and it, you know, collapsed and did a bunch of bad things. Yeah. But it, it's just, it's so ridiculous when you're just thinking about all these like things that are in this area and just how wrong everything feels. Now, of course, this is being filmed, you know, back when we were children and... There wasn't like a whole lot. There has been a whole lot of change, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, and so maybe things don't necessarily look the same, but they definitely don't look like that. Yeah. Like it looks like they filmed it in L.A. That looks like an L.A. freeway, actually, when you think about it. The way the overpass is and how they're going after everything. Mm-hmm. That it's just, it feels ridiculous at the same time. And that's so, just us knowing what what's what on there. So they continue after the group and then... Wang leads Jack down this alleyway. Now, they're like, like you said, they're busting ass in this fucking Mack truck that's going over. And he's taking these corners like they're nothing. 
too. Like, Jack is a fucking excellent fucking driver. Like, he's probably drifting that shit somewhere right now. Like, he's in fucking Tokyo racing against people in his fucking giant Mack truck. Or for some reason, he got involved in, like, a Twisted Metal tournament. And he's fucking just, like, killing fools and fucking, you know, drifting that shit wherever he needs to go. Right here. Sorry, I, I looked it up while you were talking. The epic fantasy adventure from director John Carpenter is set in San Francisco, but was heavily filmed in sets in Los Angeles. Some establishing shots were actually filmed in San Francisco, however, view from the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, so basically it's all fucking L.A., Yeah, which is a bunch of fucking bullshit. If you're trying to base something in San Francisco, because even then you notice there aren't a whole lot of fucking hills and everything that they're driving down these streets. They're like level, like everything is just perfectly level. Yeah. And if you're going to get into an area like that, most of San Francisco are just fucking hills. hills. So you have them, they go into this alleyway and that's where they run upon two different Chinese gangs. What is it, a parade? A funeral. A fighting tong. They're Chang Sings. A fighting tong? Don't panic, Jack. They're okay. They're good guys. Maybe we should try a different alley. What do you say? Wang. These guys, these Singdings. Chang Sings. They got enemies? Wing Kong. Who wear red turbans. Holy shit! These guys are animals, Jack. Okay, so they're the two warring factions, and the one is definitely having a funeral. And who the fuck attacks a funeral? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to say, till this day, I, I'll randomly start busting that... Dun, 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 dun. Like, if I get oh. <laughs> sitting there at home bored or something, I'm just like... Just start tapping that out. I've done it for years, like, since I was a kid. But the one thing that you kind of left out, though, is remember when he was flying before he got to that alley? Oh, yeah. He kind of had a chance encounter, even though he didn't know it, with with the tour bus, with the Oh, yes. He did have a a chance encounter with Egg. You had Egg with his tour. I I felt like it wasn't... I wanted to include it, and I was just like, oh, it's not really that important to the rest of the story. So yeah, he I is driving around they, later on. Are but, gonna but they're they're gonna cross gonna connect later on, and he almost runs head first Ugh. into uh, Egg's tour bus mm-hmm. that you have. He right was going there. down the wrong way, <laughs> and I could have sworn that one of the guys, as he was going down the wrong way, I thought he actually hit somebody. But the guy gets out of the way at like the possible last possible fucking minute. <laughs> like the stuntman didn't realize that the truck was that fucking oh, close. Shit. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and he's gonna die. And of course, there's always perfectly placed boxes everywhere. Whenever you need to go the wrong way down like an alley or anything like that or a street. And so that way they can just easily fucking explode because San Francisco is known as the land of fucking fruit stands and fucking boxes on the street. Really, he'd be running over shit and needles. Castro? Is what Castro? Doing. No, no. Castro would be much different. More feather boas and shit like that. No, I just going over there. So, oh. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. So. My brother's gay. I can say that. You can say those things. They're okay. Um. <laughs> So, you have them go into the alleyway, uh, and they do see the two uh, factions there, and basically, the red guys come out, and they whip out, they, they like, the one guy comes out, and he's got, like, the bandoliers uh-huh. of fucking bullets, and it looks like he's getting ready, he pulls out his guns, and he aims, and they're just like, you're not that fucked up to start shooting a fucking funeral, are you? 
And he's like, looks like he's going to. And then one of the other guys starts fucking with his Tommy gun or whatever it is. And fucking just mowing down the other people there. Yeah, and then make sure he shot across the guy's face, the picture of the, the oh, guy yeah. who died. It's like a fucking mobster movie or some shit that's going on there. And and honestly, when you get past this point of all the gunplay that's going on, and you start getting to the martial arts action, it's very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Like, I really like the choreography of a lot of the fight scenes. The one negative is, I wish it was a little bloody. Like, especially when people get stabbed, or like mm. one guy gets slashed across the face with a knife, and then slashed across the neck, and there's absolutely no blood whatsoever, and you're like... <laughs> Um, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, you is... know, honestly, it it I don't. Yeah, I agree. I think that would. What is what is this rated? It's PG thirteen. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, it's and PG thirteen back in the days where PG would allow you to show tits. Yeah, it, you know, a little, you get away with more, but it, it honestly though, I don't feel like it's making the scene miss something. It doesn't. It, it would have been cool, but yeah. I just wish that there were a couple of parts where it needed like a little bit of blood. It didn't have to be like gushing blood. And I'm not saying that because John Carpenter is the director. And, and I was going to say the reason that he even took directing this film is because he always wanted to do a martial arts movie. And this gave him the ability to do the martial arts movie. And it's... It looks really, really good. I just wish that there was a little bit more. At least, like, if you're going to slash a guy across the face, like, you know, even Street Fighter, which is PG-13, when Vega slashed whomever, there were still, like, blood scars across the stomach. Yeah. No, because he's using his fucking little claws. You got a knife, you slash him on the face, there should be, like, a blood slash across the face. It doesn't have to be gushing. It doesn't have to chop somebody's head off or some shit like that. Even though we do get one exploding guy, it still doesn't make up for the rest of it. <laughs> so, they're basic fighting, and they're, you know, going through the whole thing, and eventually... That's when the three storms show up. And so you've got Thunder, who's like a big like bruiser. Um, and I can't remember the other two's name. I only remember Thunder. Lightning. Do you remember there? Is it Lightning? I think it's Lightning and then Rain. And Rain. So Lightning, now it's the fun fact, and I'm probably going to call him Raiden for the rest of the fucking thing. But Raiden was actually the character from Mortal Kombat was based on this guy yeah. from Big Trouble in Little China. Like, they took the look and everything about him and then basically gave him an expanded story. People that are very familiar will know, and other people go, huh, that's a neat fact. So, there you go. Get one neat fact for the episode. So Yeah, thunder, lightning, and rain. Thunder, lightning, and rain. So, they basically all come down in the middle of nowhere. Honestly, lightning is the most useless out of all of the fucking three. Like especially just as we get towards the end of the movie and what he does and he's like he like builds up the lightning like crazy he's constantly like and then he shoots but then he like shoots it in the corner shoots it over here shoots it up in the air he never fucking seems to hit anybody with the fucking lightning (laughs) well maybe not no that's not no maybe that was when the thing exploded but, you know, he has the cool way of... Tran- he transports all of them. Yeah, he does. He does kidnap and he does, like, fly out kind of cool, yeah. I guess. I mean, when when we get to the scene, when he disappears. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. Rain's got the badass fucking swords. It makes yeah, everything rain. Yeah. I mean, he's over there in the rain strip blood. club just fucking going... <laughs> Just you know, raining. just fucking raining it. Meanwhile, there's like, where all these dollar bills come from? <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh, rain must be here. <laughs> so, 
it's he at least comes down he's got the swords and he does that and then fucking thunder is just a fucking bruiser man yeah he's just he can take everything i mean he breaks everything that he fucking touches must be horrible when he's like you know trying to have tea or something like that just trying to daintily hold it and fucking just crushes the teacup <laughs> well what about all three of their sp- even though he rain does have the the um, i just hit the mic have the swords <laughs> he they each had special weapons in this one yeah Remember? oh god so was it uh lightning had the ones that go on his hand and they spun those are so dumb they're the <laughs> dumb that's why like that's um, why i think he's a punk because and it honestly like it would have been cool if like they had done it in a way so that it wasn't like didn't you couldn't see the ring that they were sitting on that like he just mm-hmm. put his hands like that and they spun because you know the electromagnetic kinetic you know abilities that he has makes them spin the lighting and then you can, like throw them out like this but no you can see the fucking ring and they're just spinning on a fucking <laughs> what is this going to do how is this going to fucking work that's one hell of a pimp smack oh yeah except for you can use the back of your hand for a pimp smack well you know it depends <laughs> but and then was it the uh, rain had the ones that looked like two huge back scratchers <laughs> Oh, back scratcher. <laughs> and then, you know, but Thunder had the fucking cool, like, psi, like, moon, like, knives. Mm-hmm. Like, he had the coolest stuff. I think Thunder was, like, probably the coolest out of the three of them. Even when you see it from the beginning. Even though I think he goes out in the most punk, well. Stupidest way. I don't know. It's a dumb way, but I think some one maybe go out more of a punk than the other ones are. Uh, so, basically... And what's funny here is is because the Lords of Death, or whomever the the red guys are, they're supposed to work for Lopan, right? I was going to bring that up later, yeah. Like, right? But here they are, they're fighting with the good guys, the good Chinese gang. And then all of a sudden, when they see the three storms pop up, they're like, oh shit, I don't want to fucking deal with them. And then the three storms start kicking the shit out of everybody. Yeah. They, like it makes well, no fucking sense. Yeah, they, they all, you, you had both the good and the bad guys standing there with their guns just shoot, shoot, shoot at these guys and nothing's happening. And then, But like I said, later on, you find out that they work with them. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, this doesn't... What? what, what? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit when you find that out, but I think it's important to state it during this scene yeah. because it really doesn't make any sense why they would be so afraid of them. You would think that they'd want to go back in and they'd want to just fucking fight it out with these guys. Yeah. Uh, we see that, you know, Jack and Wang, they're still in the truck. and They're, they're basically just parked there. They've been watching this the entire time. <laughs> and the gangs are just, like, looking at them. Like, we're just going to keep going. And, and the thing is, it's a common running thing, is Jack, whenever he's in trouble, he goes for his goddamn knife. The boot knife. He's just, I, was, I was about to say that, like... <laughs> When the other guys show up, he just busts out his boot knife. He's standing there with it. He's these guys in the have fucking truck. machetes and these back scratching things and shooting lightning and guns and he's boot knife. <laughs> what? It makes no fucking sense to me. He sharpened it though. He just got done sharpening it. He, did did they, he sharpen it before? I thought he sharpens it later. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. They didn't show it. It was it was work. freshly sharpened. Oh. They just didn't show it. So He's just like, it's really deadly right now. I, I need to make sure that I'm able to use this at some fucking point. I will whittle point. the fuck out of a weapon. <laughs> I bought this knife for a reason. I'm going to use it. <laughs> you know? so, he's like, maybe he's part Scottish, and once it's drawn, it has to draw blood before he can put it back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so he has the knife, and he's just sitting in the car, just like looking, and then Wang's finally like, Oh, God, we got to just get out of here. Just fucking drive out. And that's when he drives forward, and that's where we get to see Lopan for the very first time. 
Now, am I wrong in saying, because what we're going to play in the next clip is what he says, but he runs him over. Like, you see the body, like, like hit the ground yeah. and go under. Like, it's a dummy. It's an obvious dummy that they're hitting. Mm-hmm. And it goes down and it goes underneath the damn thing. And, of course, it's right there behind him. You know, that's what it what happens. Yet, you know, Jack, he explains it in a much different way after he's been blinded by the light. Yes. No, I won't. No, I won't. What? Lopez, come on! I can't see. It's okay, it's okay. It's only temporary. Over here! Head over. Yeah. 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 Ran straight through him, Wang. I'm never gonna get mouth. How the back. hell could I run straight through him? You didn't. It only appeared that way. Right. Lords of death, Jack. Okay. I'm going home. Keep your money. Hey, Wang Chi. Looking for us? Okay, so he says he ran straight through them, through him, but he obviously ran over him. Yeah. And like he just popped up after everything was said and done. Mm-hmm. Like that drove me crazy as well. Like it's it's so subtle and so little and you could just totally let it get out of your head. But the entire time, fucking run over, like run through him. He ran over him. I get why they say he ran through him because of what you learn about the guy later on when he's in that form. But it doesn't make any sense, like, for this. And because yeah. it's such an obvious fucking dummy at the same time that he runs over. And it's really fucking hilarious. And and I really like everything that Kurt Russell does as Jack when he has these, like, reactions to everything is kind of like what you would kind of react, like, for those scenes. Like, I feel like it's a natural reaction. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah. you're stuck in this. You don't fucking believe this is going on. What the fuck is everything? But... Eventually, because you've been dealing with it for so long, you start to just go with it. Go with it. Yeah. Well, talk about how we always break shit down, right? So, the guy who was talking, the guy in training, I keep the damn thing again. The guy, I'm turning <laughs> into you. Um, you know, with a with a long, deep yeah, ass yeah. voice. That was one of the yellow turban guys, yeah. and and so what makes me laugh is they they start to they're hiding out all three of them, and then that last scene is where they start to find where they're at. Well. Uh, you know, Wang and 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 Jack go in one tunnel. The other guy goes to the other tunnel. Never seen him again. Did he get caught? <laughs> and then, if you're trying to get away, so they don't know where you're at in the middle of the tunnel, Jack takes his jacket off and just leaves it. Like, why did you? Why did you just leave your jacket? Like, it looks like an expensive jean jacket. Well, you know that was the Canadian tuxedo that he had going on right there. <laughs> Jeans I think it was and the a jean, jean jacket, jacket, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. the jean jacket that he just leaves behind because that's how he gets. That's where. And the next thing I said, oh, it must be summer because sun. The guns are out. Yeah, the guns you know? are out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's ridiculous too because like they both go into separate holes like to escape. Yet the next shot is them going down the same hole. Like they're both. He's following Wang. Yeah. Out of the thing, though there were two separate ones, and they went through each one of them. And you don't see the tunnels like converge; it's obviously still just one tunnel yeah. for one shot. 
And it's fine. I, I get it. But it's just, I understand that's like nitpicking when you're like looking at the film. Uh, but it's, you see Jack, he's just like pissed off now. He just wants to go. He's like, I don't want to deal with the shit. Fuck these guys. Uh, what have you gotten me into? And so, you know, when he gets back over to Wang's, uh, what would you say, his restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where, you know, he decides that he wants to just get his truck back. And so, one, he's dressed in the most peculiar way because he's, he, I don't know why he decided to wash his fucking shit. Like, because he, like, walked through or waded through trash. Well, I think like, it was also because it was pouring outside and it was just wet. Was it just wet? It wasn't yeah. pouring at that point. It pours later on well, in the film. You know, that's a good point. I think maybe because... Well, they went through the sewer. They went through that, that little tunnel. had tunnel water thing. in it. And then it was pouring. So you think about it at that point, they probably, when they walked back to the... It must have been in the midst of them walking back to the um, um, restaurant is when it was pouring. So that's so, why. Well, he's wearing the most... Uh, weird outfit and we get introduced to another character in this film and I've broken this into two parts so we can talk about the first part and then we can talk about the part where Gracie pops up right after it because I didn't want it to be one stream of like five minutes of fucking dialogue <laughs> that you have going up but here he is trying to deal with the insurance company from Sacramento getting his truck or getting whatever dollar value for his fucking truck lucky us we made it all right, where's my truck? I'm out of here. You don't want to go back there. Isn't your truck insured? Of course it is. That's not the then point. Then smart man gets it later. Smart man calls a cop. Cops got better things to do than get killed. Oh, yeah? So do I. Mutual Fidelity Insurers of Sacramento. Yeah, well, there's got to be a listing, honey. I pay them six Gs a year in premiums. China is here, Mr. Burton. Yeah, go ahead. All right. The Chan Sing. Yeah, okay. The Wing Kong. They've been fighting for centuries. What does that mean? Huh? China is here? I don't even know what the hell that means. All I know is this Lopan character comes out of thin air in the middle of a goddamn alley while his buddies are flying around on wires cutting everybody to shreds and he just stands there waiting for me to drive my truck straight through him with light coming out of his mouth? Jack, please. Hello. When did this happen? It didn't, Uncle Chu. Not like he says. Yeah, it did, Uncle Chu. Two hours ago. Tall guy, weird clothes. First you see him, then you don't. Yeah, is this just a switchboard? No, Pong appeared on the street. Wanchi, why didn't you tell me? I didn't want to alarm you, Uncle. Look, I'm going to tell you about an accident. I don't want to hear act of God, okay? All right, look. What's your name? Mine's Jack Burton. Good afternoon, Mr. Wong. Eddie Lee, meet my dear friend Jack Burton. Eddie's a new major D at the Blackpool. And a whole lot more. Well, I don't know my policy number. It's in the glove compartment. Just just look under B-U-R-T-O-N, will you please? Jack Burton? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Boy, the guy you always told me about, huh? Give me that again, will you? I was, I was talking. And that was your abandoned truck. Abandoned like hell. Yeah, r- hello. Hello. Ha, <laughs> ha, Christ. Bad news. The Lords of Death stole it after you ran away. They stole my truck. Uh-huh. Take it easy, Jack. You're with friends. We'll find it for you. You're damn right you will, Wang. And my money. And time is money to a guy like me. And your phone is dead, by the way. So, it just seems, like, really ridiculous. Like, one, the outfit that he has on. He's wearing, like, he's supposed to be wearing a silk robe. But it, it like doesn't look. Yeah, <laughs> it, and it looks like a, a lady's robe. 
is what it looks like. But I know that it's not necessarily supposed to be a lady's robe. Like, it's supposed to be more of a dude's, like, type thing. Mm. But it, of course, looks ridiculous on him because it looks like three sizes too fucking small. <laughs> like it's a schmedium or something. Well, the, you know, he has had to, you know, show off the, the pecs and the arm. Oh, mm. that's right. He's got to make sure he's got, like, the guns and he's got, like, the, the pectoral muscles going out there. He's trying to be fucking Terry Crews and, like, bouncing his titties around. <laughs> <laughs> So he he six grand, as he says, six grand a month, right? No, he said a year. A year, but still, six grand a year well, is a lot to insure again, though, a it, fucking truck. It's also you got to think about it though. It's uh, it's a it's a big rig. Damn yeah, it. I hit the mic. It's the it's it's you know so it's a big rig. It's so you got to he's probably he's got more because he has you know uh, you have to have insurance for the the loads mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So I mean. Well then, how it's much a, do you think, think about that a, a, he's a, making that he's able to afford six thousand a year? They, the, the, those long haulers and stuff—they make some pretty good money. Okay, question: Did seeing Jack Burton make you want to drive a truck? Yeah, man, look how ripped he was. I know. Like you think all truck drivers are well, that fucking at, ripped? Yeah, look at a uh, uh, hawk uh, uh, over the top. Sylvester Stallone. Look, he was ripped. He was doing arm wrestling competitions. <laughs> That's how he paid for himself to go across the country with his son. <laughs> all right, from so military school. All right, Jack Burton versus uh, Sylvester Stallone from Over the Top. Who wins? Arm wrestling. Arm re- well, You got to go with Hawk because you know that's that's what he's, he's trained for. I don't for. know. I don't know. I might go with Burton on this one. He's a sly guy. You, you never know. He looks like he's like. You know, just kind of like okay, okay, but he could like fucking bust it out. Maybe if he t- drink, well, which we'll get to later on. But if he drinks the stuff first, oh, so he steals the potion, yeah, to go arm wrestling. Man, I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking cheating. You can't fucking. I, th- I have my theories of what I think is actually inside that bottle, but we'll get to that a little later. So we also meet uh, Ed Lee for the first time mm-hmm. too, who's like the new major D there. What do you think about this character? Like overall, like for the movie, like is it a worthwhile character? I think so. I think really? he is. I mean, I think you do without two characters in this film, and he's one of them. Who's who's the other? The the other person we're about to be introduced to, not okay. Gracie, but her friend. Yeah, Marcy. Yeah, I think is it Marcy Margot Margot the fuck it is Margot. Okay, that bitch reporter girl works for a fake fucking Berkeley newspaper, but we'll get back into that in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's kind of not. She's whatever. Eddie, he comes with some knowledge, you know. A little and, bit. But I mean, look at look at like he he had no idea what the hell he wasn't even there, and he already knew everything that was going on, you know. So, and he has some knowledge. I I, I think he's like part of me when I was watching it, like again. I mean, like, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, he could be out of it, but it's not like he didn't. Margot, she doesn't attribute 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 anything really. Doesn't contribute anything. Thank you. That word too. <laughs> But Eddie comes in with some knowledge and some helpful stuff. and He does a little bit, but I just feel like he's just, like, there was something else that they wanted to do with him and they weren't actually able to do it or they decided not to. Like, it really felt like, oh, here he comes in and the, with the knowledge that he has, if he, like, turned on them and was actually working for Lopan the entire time, was keeping tabs on everybody or whatever, like, that would have at least been interesting. Mm-hmm. But I feel like nothing interesting happens with the character, so why is he there? Same thing with Margot. And, and it's funny what ends up between the two of them, that it's like the two characters I think could be just out of it. Like, th- yeah. that goes on? Like, what the hell? So, 
so you have everything kind of set up, right? He's He wants to get his truck back. He finds out that Lopan's guys have stolen his truck. Uh, he finds out that he <laughs> he can't deal with the people on the phone. The phone's gone completely out. It is raining, so you're right. Um, but I still don't know why he needs to necessarily wash. Like, because Wang is wearing his same shit that he's been wearing the entire time. I think he's like, a better blend. Else. Like, he's got a better blend. He's not wearing the, the jeans so they're not soaked through or anything like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. But let's continue on and let's have uh, Gracie enter the fray. How do you think I feel, Jack? I lost the whole girl. The Lords of Death, they were only on the stupid joyride, see? Not acting on any orders from the Wing Kong. They just wanted a girl to sell. And Miao Yin got in the way. Plus, I found out the skirmish you guys stumbled into. Lopan, the word is, ordered the boss of the Chang Sing, Mr. Lem Lee, assassinated. That was his funeral. It was a war, Eddie. What are you doing here? Don't panic. It's only me, Gracie Law. Oh, great. Uh, I just happen to be in the neighborhood on a dark and stormy night. This is my neighborhood. Well, sure it was a war. And anybody that showed up was going to join Lem Lee in the hell of being cut to pieces. Hell of being what? Chinese have a lot of hell. And what the hell is Gracie Law doing here? She can't get enough of me. Huh, he wishes. Look, you know me. I'm always poking my nose where it doesn't belong. And as a result, I admit it. This mix-up is my fault, sort of. But I've got it on good advice that those punks that jumped me and ripped off his truck, the girl they kidnapped, they took over to the White Tigers for a quick sale. Who was she? My fiance. The White Tigers? Oh, God, I'm sorry. If we get over there tonight fast, maybe we can buy her back. A search warrant's too complicated. Violence out of the question. Hold it. Hold it. Slow down. I'm feeling a little like an outsider here. You are. Jack, listen. I need more of your help. I can't pay you today, okay? Oh, How can I? I need all my cash for Mao Yin. And it's going to cost. She's got green eyes. Oh, no. Seriously? Well, that's an extra to these people. It's like leather bucket seats. It's double the price. What people? Look, the slow pan I ran over through. Has spirit medium powers like the immortals. His flesh and his bones are atomized. He becomes a dream. What? That's an exaggeration, Jack. I promise. Please, help me, okay? I got a great idea. Okay, so there's a couple running themes that go on in this scene. One is that Wang fucking, like, tells everybody constantly that it's not as big as it seems, and then it's even worse than it fucking seems. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when his uncle there is, like, talking about this mumbo-jumbo about it being he's a dream or whatever the fuck he's talking about, it's like, oh, no, it's not as bad as it seems. No, it's actually worse than it actually seems. (laughs) And then the whole thing with Jack, too, and him doing the whole, like, what? Like, like, it's there's something new constantly being added to something and he's just like, he's like again again what what the fuck is this yeah like, what the fuck is going on here like are you are you fucking kidding me this is more shit there's more weird fucking chinese mm-hmm. show sorcery shit and then you know him also being with his whole like he can never fucking do anything with the fucking names like he's always got to add his like parak marak sarak whatever the fuck you talk about like you know america fuck yeah here yeah. we got going on uh and then gracie uh basically caused the whole thing and she admitted to it like i guess it's kind of my fault no it's fucking your fault <laughs> like if you just let your fucking girl get fucking kidnapped they wouldn't have gone after meow yin and then nothing would have happened for yeah. the rest of the movie so if you just wouldn't have showed up to the airport everything would be fine mm-hmm. and then we wouldn't have to worry about this shit jack would have got his money yep and you know and, and Wong would have got his girl and and Rando wouldn't have turned into flesh and may not have still been alive for a lot longer. Yep. Also, her last name is Law, and she's a lawyer. That is terrible. But um, 
It's, it's absolutely What is Gracie terrible. Law doing here? <laughs> Gracie Law. <laughs> what, what would it be your law partner be? Because uh, it'd be like law on something. Uh, it'd be... Um, Punishment? Judy Order. <laughs> Judy Order. <laughs> law Love and order. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, uh, they would have a uh, acronym for their... Uh, for their business, and it's like SVU. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> so they find out that they're being held at the White Tiger, which is basically like a brothel, right? Mm-hmm. That's where she's being held. And so they come up with a plan to basically get uh, Jack in there. And, and let's listen real fast on what exactly they're going to do for well, what Jack needs to do for them. Relaxed. I am relaxed. Look, this is as far as I go because I'm a dead giveaway, see? I go in there with you, but they know my face, all those slavers, and they'd want to push it in. Not while I'm around. It's all up to you now, Jack. My destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Thing is to make them drop their guard. I'll try. Thing is to look stupid. He does. Boy, sure is raining cats and dogs. Uh, the cab driver said, he told me that I could, uh... Well, that the white tiger would... Oh, uh, just a minute, please. Can I say that Kurt Russell plays a very good, like, nerdy white guy? Yep. Like, it's absolutely fantastic when he comes in there. and the Like, these are the things about Jack that are so weird. Because there's times when he's, like, on it. And he, when it comes to, like, the street smart stuff that he needs to do, it seems like he's... That's, like, the best... Mm-hmm. That he is, period. But when it comes to anything else or anything like he's got to fight off the guys, he's like kind of a bumbling idiot. Like for a lot of these little things. Or if he's like, he gets, he's too into himself to get out of the situation properly. Like I like the fact that even John Carpenter kind of wanted to see the guy not as like a hero. Like he's both the hero and not the hero at the same time. Like an anti-hero. Not quite an anti-hero, more of like a like a, a parody parody well, hero. I mean, kind of think about it in a sense. I mean, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because an anti-hero would be like the villain happens to be the hero, like comes out as a hero in the or end. he does stuff for himself. He, the only reason why he's doing it is because it also will benefit himself. Exactly, which is kind of which you know. kind of is Jack. At the same time, though, Jack's like all the time. He keeps telling Wang, "Well, no." I told you that I'm going to be in this, so I'm going to do it for you. Like, he understands the situation. He understands what everything means to Wang. But at the same time, he's like, I don't want to deal with this bullshit. Like, he puts it under the guise of, I'm just trying to get my truck back and get paid. But honestly, he really does care for his friends at the same time. And you can notice, you know, you notice those things as the movie moves along. Mm -hmm. So he goes into there and he goes to basically purchases himself a girl Right? Like, he's trying to figure out where Miao Yin is inside this building. And so, he... It's really freaking awkward, kind of the way that he does it. And he does not... See, while he's smart there in the way that he's acting, he's not very smart here. He's sly, yeah. Yeah, he's not sly when he tries to inquire about Miao Yin. Mm-hmm. How do you do, ma'am? Henry Swanson's my name, and excitement's my game. Cash or charge? Oh, gosh. Cash, I guess. I mean, it's not deductible, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. O'Toole will take care of your needs. 
Boy, you know, I wish these were in color, because what I really am sort of in the mood for is a girl with green eyes. And price is no object, Mrs. O'Toole. Fresh off the boats the way I like them. The more exotic, the better. Chinese girls do not come with green eyes. Too long. Let's go in. It's only been 10 minutes. Give the guy a chance. So how long you been in the U.S. of A? Three months. Where from? Hong Kong. What happens? You uh, you stay here a while, old girls leave, new girls come in, or... Maybe. Take your tie off, please. Yeah, I know what you mean. My wife gave it to me for Christmas. So... Yeah, if you notice, then I do apologize a little bit, but I had to like cut out middle sections where there was really nothing going on, so that way you didn't get like a three minute long clip for only a minute's worth of time. Walking down a hallway, (laughs) yeah, walking down a hallway because what you do see when he asks for uh, Miao Yin is that he like she goes away and she's like you know after he she says there's no such thing as Chinese girls with green eyes, and then she walks back to look in on the girl. Uh, who's and she's basically in a back room, Secret strapped room. down. Yeah, strapped yeah. down to a bed. Uh, and then that's when then we go out. It's raining. It's outside, and we see the everybody in the car is worried that Jack is not doing his job and he's not able to get everything you know done as quickly as they want. And that's a constant thing too, is that everybody's fucking impatient with everything that's going on. Yeah, like I can understand being a little impatient because you want that shit to happen and you need you want her back or you want to expose people or whatever the fuck Gracie Law is fucking doing with her fucking life. Uh, But it's just let the man work Mm -hmm. like, you know, and and maybe, you know, he's going to use some of that money to get his rocks off because he's never, you know, done a Chinese as he said earlier in the film. And she's getting ready to like do everything for him and like. He's just going with the flow. He's like, "Whoop! I didn't find the green-eyed girl, but, <laughs> but I feel like he's lady. trying to get some info about it. And oh, everything. Yeah. He's doing a little reconnaissance and taking off the tie his it's, wife it's gave better, for Christmas. I it's love better that to line. go into like this situation with a uh, a good line, and you got when you go undercover and you go deep undercover, you have to expose yourself to everything. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, includes happy endings. <laughs> Extremely happy endings. That girl was cute. Yeah. So the the whole room starts shaking at that point, too. The whole building, yeah. The whole building. And then all of a sudden you're outside and they look up and there's like green fire all on the top of the building. Or like green energy. It looks like fire, but it could be just the energy. Somebody's, you know, summoning a green spirit bomb up there. No, they were Broly's up there powering up. Oh, he could be powering up. Maybe he learned how to do the spirit bomb. Or he's just bashing into the building or something like that. And so a giant hole opens into the ceiling and Raiden comes down. And he snatches the girl. He, he snatches her and yells Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> and then flies away. And the way that he flies away is so fucking ridiculous, too. Yeah, because he's like that. But it almost looks like he's like shooting the lightning to like power himself backwards. Like to fly. Yeah. Like it's It's so ridiculous and so terrible at the same time. But then at the same time... Jack comes out from the room. Everybody's running in terror, and uh, Rain's standing there. Yeah, and he just walks up and punches him in the face, and he basically doesn't even flinches. And so he punches him again, basically doesn't even flinches, and he just kind of like 
Nas like, hey man, <laughs> Rain just fucking throws my- throws his ass across the room. Well, the other thing that's hilarious too that happens is the the lady that he talks to to try to get the information about the green eyed girl. Mm-hmm. Like she's running away as everything's getting. <laughs> she gets blasted with like the lightning yeah. and flies through the wall. <laughs> it's so terrible see i I knew one person got blasted by lightning (laughs) but she didn't like like just the lightning like the explosion because you don't see her actually get hit by the lightning it looks like she's literally dove through the wall like yeah Yeah. there's the effect and the sound and everything going on but it's obviously like a stuntman like okay we just need to just go through this paper wall please (laughs) just dive right through everything but it's just i don't know it's funny when people get blasted like that uh, so everybody runs away and Jack again, you know, he just basically has enough. And this is where we're introduced to Margot for the very first time. I thought it was the last scene, but it actually happens to be in this scene. Um, and we learn a little more about the whole thing with Lopan and everything that's kind of going on. Uh, but it's obvious in the scene that Jack, he has had enough of all this shit explosions people flying in and out that was not real i want to talk to the cops i want my truck back now where the hell am i my office sit down would you sleep in your office what i need to get straight is i mean were these guys i mean these storms what are they magicians yeah sort of it's hard to explain try real hard here drink if the storms have mao yun then there's only one place they could take her lopan yes the godfather of little china mr david lopan you mean the David Lopan that's chairman of the National Orient Bank and owns the Wing Kong Import-Export Trading Company, but who's so reclusive that no one's even laid eyes on this guy in years? Who the hell are you, anyway? Oh, well, I'm, I'm Margot Litzenberger. I'm with the uh, Berkeley People's Herald. I've been trying to get somebody, anybody from the press to listen to me about this, Burton. And it's just not possible that you actually saw David Lopan. Because the bastard's afraid to show his face. He's got more enemies. He's got Malian. I'm going over there and get her back. What are you, nuts? Hey, who's that? Um, it's okay, Tara. Uh, you can go back to sleep. From the airport. This morning, sure. That's what I was doing there. I was protecting her civil rights, making sure she gets a chance. Oh, this is just so shocking. I mean, I must just be so monumentally naive. You are. And so now we have to grab your fiancé. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Depends on how you look at it. The hell it does. So somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. The truth? I can take it. We don't know. I'm going now, alone if I have to. What? Where? It's pouring out. Low pants, the Wing Kong Exchange. The Wing Kong Exchange? The most dangerous cutthroat den of madmen in Chinatown. You can't just waltz in and out of there like... Like the wind. Yes, I can, Miss Law. My mind and my spirits are as one. As two. I said I was coming. I go with you, but... I know. There's a problem with your face. Okay. You people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. Okay, so there's a couple of wonderful little lines in that. Um, I love the last one where, you know, we both laughed too at the same fucking time when that popped up. I know, I know, there's something wrong with your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it was it. First of all, they already gave that girl a, a changed her name, like Tara. Like, I, do you really think her name was Tara over in China? <laughs> No, it probably wasn't. And then, and then I'm just protecting her civil rights. What civil rights? She ain't an American yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. If she well, becomes a citizen. She has. She has her civil well, rights. She has a, a certain amount of humanitarian rights. Okay, right? she well, doesn't have say, the right to be put into like slavery, sex slavery. I like agree the other with girls, that. The white tiger. I think that's what she's talking but about. But if you say from. her civil rights, that's you know, well, that's I mean. a civil right. Civil right not to be sold into sex slavery. Not in America. Oh, so you've the right to be sold yet. into sex slavery in America. <laughs> Damn it. You heard him. Call the president. Call the president. I know. That was the other one I was going to say that, that, that I liked at the end. Uh, and then there's Kim Cattrall's acting. Um, this is where I can say that she's, like, serviceable. Right? Like David Lopan, the, the guy who owns this, 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 like, this. All she does is speak fucking exposition. That's what she does in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how she fucking speaks. Oh, you mean the blah, 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 blah? Oh, this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, they can't see my face. Like, it's so, like, it's like over the top, but weirdly under over the top. Like, yeah. do you understand, and, like, how I'm saying that's kind of weird? Yeah. And, and if you really think about it, what does she have to do like, what is she going after Lopan for? Because as far as she knows, she doesn't know about all this extra sh- shit, right? I think she's going after him because he's the one that's in charge of these, like, sex trafficking rings. Well, okay. And he's in charge of the, the whatever the demons, the Lord of the Dance demons or whatever you want to call It's fucking but, Michael Flatley. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Okay, I guess so. Yeah, but it just seems like she's just all, yeah, let's go get him, like... They don't really, really explain what she's... If she's a lawyer, why is she going after... Well, she's trying to expose the whole thing and expose him for what he is. And, she and that's why she detective. brings on fucking Margot. Like, it would make sense if she was the reporter. Yes, it would totally make sense. That's why I'm saying Margot is fucking useless. Yeah. Like, she doesn't need to be the lawyer. She could have been the reporter that was actually trying to do something good and that she knew that this was happening. So she went to protect the girl and she wants to expose everything. That's why she was doing this stuff. Like there's a lot of things that you could do and you could just get rid of that character. And a lot of things going on with Eddie, you could blend him into Wang or you could blend him into the uncle or you could blend him into egg. You know, there's those two characters could be put somewhere else. Like we just needed these other two characters for something that happens at the end of the film that, I don't even give a shit about. But he, but he's like Wang's Jarvis. He's Wang's Jarvis. He drove him around. He has information. Well, I guess it's better than being Jarvis's Wang, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Then you get Scarlet Witch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that needs to be a comic. <laughs> well, better than the other comic that Scarlet Witch is in where she's banging her brother Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah we don't talk about that one. <laughs> That really there's, happened, and, by the way. There's no incest except <laughs> I, for uh, I, I, Sleepwalkers I th- on this podcast. I think that that isn't going to be a new series in under Disney. <laughs> the MCU is brother banging. <laughs> That's the new animated movie from Disney. And not only brother, but twin brother. Oh, is it like Twin so, Peaks? Is that kind of like masturbation then, since they're twins? Eh, no, not really. you got separate bodies. But they and came it's still the like, same. you know. Yeah. They did. They came from the same veg. You're right, but the two not separate the same veg. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, my brother and my sister came. Your sister came from the same veg. Well, we came from, <laughs> the, from the same egg. <laughs> okay, well, same. Okay, there you go. Fine, the same stomach. <laughs> same. <laughs> Big trouble, in little vagina. Here we go. Big uh, trouble. Veg. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we got. Them, they're now gonna go straight Fetch. to wherever <laughs> the uh, that she's being held because they need to find Lopan. 
right? Mm-hmm. They need to get in there. They need to find Miao Yin, and then they need to save the day. So they decide that they're going to go over there and they're going to pose as electricians. They're going to walk into the security, and this is the shittiest security I have ever fucking seen in any fucking movie because they just walk in he's wearing a fucking jean jacket he's not even dressed in like carrying. anything he's not carrying anything no he is oh what is he carrying he's carrying a a telephone with a dial on it looks like an oh, old Jesus ro- rotary Christ. I, see, I didn't even pay attention to that yeah he has it in his hand like if he's gonna oh we have to check the line or whatever i think they're actually from the phone company is that the, what they're supposed yeah. to be See, it seems like they're like electricians. No, that's yeah, where no. they're trying to get in there. But they're from the phone company. They're from the they're phone company. That's downstairs. what he's carrying that phone with them. So he's like, so they can but hook it's in. It's so and- fucking stupid because <laughs> he has no other fucking tools. Like, how are you going to fix the line? Let's say something's fucking wrong. Oh, I guess he's just going to plug in the phone if it's not fucking working. We're just going to let him fucking but- go. I do like the way he just comes in and he just starts running. He's talking oh, the whole no, time. I, he I, doesn't stop talking. And, and Wang starts explaining what it is in, 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 in Chinese. Like, oh, this is what we're doing. They just, oh, it's back here. They just kept going. Like, that's one thing. Was it like well, on the Woody show? They say, if you're, they say, if you're supposed, if you act like you're supposed, supposed to be, to there, be there, people kind of don't question. Oh, it. and I totally agree with that. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the, the way that he did and everything. I just think that they should have been a little more like wary of what was fucking going on. Like, it's pretty obvious that's a guy that's not dressed in a fucking uniform wearing a fucking tank top and jeans just walks in there, you know, and he's got a fucking mullet or whatever the fuck his hairstyle is for this fucking thing, you know, at least dress for the job that you're supposed to have, right? Yeah. You know, but they just, because they do act the way they do, they just walk on through and they go inside and eventually they find like an elevator that they need to go down to go down into whatever Lopan's realm is. Uh, meanwhile, we get a little bit uh, of more kind of backstory, and we get a little bit of Egg Shen's wisdom, which I'm going to play for you right here. It's a little quick thing, but I kind of liked what they were talking about. We've got to do something. Goat butts against the edge, and its horns become entangled. I don't think I've had the pleasure. Miss Gracie Law, Mr. Egg Shen. Egg's kind of our local authority on Lopen. He's helping us out. How? It has been almost two hours. Let's just go over there, beat down the door, and... No, 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 Miss Law. We have to gather our strength, because now there's clouds and thunder. An image of difficulty at the beginning. Mm. But finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. So... I, I do really like the guy that plays Egg Shen, and I can't remember the other films that the guy's been involved with. Uh, Three Ninjas. Okay, so, yeah, I can't remember the films that the other guy's <laughs> Three been Ninjas kicked back. <laughs> Three Rocky, Ninjas. Colt, and Tum Tum. And I, you know, I think this is after this movie. Was, was Three after Ninjas this, the one with Rob Schneider? I think he was in the second one. No, he's in the oh, first no. one. Surf Ninjas. You're thinking of Surf, Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas is the one I'm thinking of. Where Rob Schneider is obviously like in his late 20s, early 30s, and he's acting alongside two kids. Yeah. Yet he's supposed to be somewhere close to their age. Yeah, he No, he <laughs> he was in... Um, it's like one of those guys that pretends to be in high school to be on the basketball team or some I, shit. I think that that's why he started training his grandsons to be you know karate, because just in case... Uh, Jack Burton wasn't available or eventually Jack Burton's going to get old so he knew that he had to have someone ready when 
You need to have somebody just ready case, to take over. Just in case, you know, some shit happens again. So he trained Rocky, t- Colt, and Tum Tum. Fucking, what kind of name is Tum Tum? Because he he's always a was fat eating. motherfucker. But yeah, exactly. That's exactly so they what they always call him Tum Tum. He's a fat one. motherfucker that eats all the time. That's why they fucking call him Tum Tum. You, you never That's seen Three Ninjas? Up. I think I saw it in the theater, and I don't remember shit about it. When I don't. Came in. I mean, he's been in some other stuff too, but those are the ones I but, always remember. So, but he's basically, you know, giving a little bit of insight into him that you know, hey, he's, uh, Holy you know, crap. They made four Three Ninja movies. <laughs> and, <laughs> this is not the terrible Three Ninja podcast. And I forgot about this one. The last one they did in '98 had Hulk Hogan as the villain. Oh Jesus Christ! So, uh, Three Ninjas aside, he Tremors? gives you a little bit of, of. Oh yeah, he was in Tremors. He was the the guy that owned the store. Ah, that's where I remember him from. Not Three Ninjas. But nonetheless, he could give you a little more of a backstory for, you know, Lopan. Uh, and it's not necessarily a big backstory. It's more just kind of a, a generalize of what he is. And they, you know, especially when he says that he's chaos. Uh, and so we cut back over and we see that, you know, uh, Wang and Jack, they're trying to take the elevator down where the elevator stops. And then it starts filling with uh, salt water. And so they're able to struggle for a little bit, but eventually the top opens. And then is it rain that the one is that you see on top of, or is it Raiden lightning? No, wait. Or was it thunder who, who takes them out of the thing? Cause it opens up and then there's, they say, well, we can get out up here and then, Oh no, you're right. They, they end up swimming down and they yeah. swim into that, the hell you know, because Chinese have a lot of different hells, and this is yeah. like the drowning upside down hell or yeah. whatever it is. And then that room has the hole that opens up. And but I'm trying to remember who rain is it. Rain that's the one that pulls that's, them out. Well, it's because he has the uh, the ponytail. Ponytail. And, that's right. And that's where he, they use the uh, the clown noses. <laughs> Look like with oh, little right. red balls or whatever. yeah, they end up torturing him in the other room, and they're blowing the combo. That's so terrible. Like, what the hell is this bullshit? It's not the cool phantasm ball that has the fucking spike on it that's gonna stick him in the head and drain him all of their blood. It's fucking clown nose that just hits him, or a red ball that hits him in the fucking stomach. Yeah. And so eventually they try to get stuff out of him, but they don't. And so they take them, and for the first time, we actually get to hear Lopan talk. And but what we don't see is the standard low pen, the one that we saw towards the beginning of the film. With the truck, yeah. With the truck, we see the old man. So let's discuss it once we've uh, heard a little bit of low pen and the guys uh, converse for the first time. Look, we came here to see David Lopan. All right, ah, David Lopan, and you have succeeded, Mister Burton. What you? Uh, I don't get this at all. I thought low pen. Shut up, Mister Burton. You are not brought upon this world to get it. Come on, Lopin is like... Nothing uh... you can understand. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. Yeah, well, the way I see it doesn't mean we shouldn't ask, like, where's my truck? You're not looking for a truck. You're looking for a girl. A girl with green eyes. Yes. (laughs) She must be something extraordinary. Oh, I'm not about to waste another 2,000 years. Well, there can't be many Chinese girls running around with green eyes these days. There are not, never were. So beggars can't be choosers. But I can. Tell me about Miao Yin, huh? Uh, what province is she from? Hunan? Uh, her mother? Her father? He must be a holy man. I must know. You got a tongue, Dave. Ask her yourself. You got a tongue, Dave. Ask her yourself. 
Mr. Burton, if you have an influence over your youthful friend, you better exert it now. Otherwise, I will have both of you roll off to the hell where people are skinned alive. It's that simple, understand? Are you crazy? Is that your problem? No, he means it, Jack. My problem is this place. This place is my tomb. I'm buried here. A young man, a king, a warrior. There's entombed in this old man's crippled body. And all I need is a woman, Mr. Burton. A special kind of woman with dragon green eyes to make me whole again, young again, that I may rule the universe from beyond this grave. Ching Dai, the god of the East. Who, him? This guy? No, not me, Mr. Burton. My demon, the god I must appease in order to regain my heart, my blood. For a girl with green eyes... To satisfy Ching Dai, a girl brave enough to embrace the naked blade. And when I find her, I will marry her. Never! Then Ching Dai will be happy and my curse will be lifted. You can go off and rule the universe from beyond the grave. Indeed! Or check into a psycho war, whichever comes first, huh? Jack, will you... Jack, what? I'm supposed to buy this shit? 2,000 years and he can't find one broad to fit the bill? Come on, Dave, you must be doing something seriously wrong. There have been others, to be sure. There are always others, are there not? You seem to be one who know the difficulties between men and women, how seldom it works out. Yet, we all keep trying like fools. <laughs> who are these people? Friends of yours, huh? Now, this really pisses me off to no end. So, the two best things in this movie are Jack Burton and Lopan. Uh, James, like, uh, James Hong, dude. He's it's fucking amazing. Like... Uh, this, those are the two reasons that I like this movie as much as I like this movie. And even watching it again, you know, when when going through, and if you haven't seen this in a while, and you're like, does it really hold up to my expectations? And I like to do that with movies. I try to come out them open, but I just like I, I see this, and it's just so he's so good, and he's usually wonderful in, in a mm-hmm. lot of things that he's been in, and he mostly does voice acting nowadays. But he's been in a ton of older movies that you're you're gonna remember. But this is the role that always is gonna stick out in my head. So I, yeah, I agree. But I mean, he's been in so many things. I mean, well, another movie that I love him in is Balls of Fury. <laughs> you ever see that movie? <laughs> yes. About the ping pong. Yes. Uh, that is his role in that. But I mean, like his voice is so distinctive and oh, it hasn't yeah. changed. Like even no. as I'm getting older, he still sounds the exact same. And he, as soon as he pops up in in something, you're like. Ah! James <laughs> and it's it's so cool it and the interaction is really great between the characters because where jack again he's this no nonsense i don't give a shit whatever i whatever the fuck is going on i don't care what the hell is this but lopan throws it right fucking back at him you know when he says that you know there must be tons of other green eyed girls it's like yeah of course there are but you know you understand it because he basically figures out that hey you've been divorced you've been you know in a relationship before how did that work out for you asshole you know basically doing the same thing back to him that he did directly at him yeah so it it's a wonderful performance and i wish that he was in it a lot more than he is and he's he is in it quite a bit but i wish that we had been introduced to this character much sooner than we were introduced to it right now uh, so they basically get sent back, uh, after the conversation they have, because, you know, of course, Grace and the gang, they can't wait anymore and they have to go in there and try to be the saviors of them. You know, so Eddie, Gracie and Morgan all go into this place and they eventually get captured by Thunder who comes out in the suit. 
rather than his little, you know, whatever getup that he normally has with a cape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he really should follow that philosophy of no fucking capes. But maybe that doesn't really happen in Chinese, like, warrior ghost people. Um, so they all get captured. We see that Jack and uh, Wang, they're basically, what, they're in, like, a torture room? Of sorts. Yeah. They've been put upstairs and they're basically, there's some lights. They can't really see anything. But Jack, he manages to knock his wheelchair over so that way that he can break himself free from the the, the bonds of the chair. And he gets that boot knife back out and cuts himself loose. That boot knife is coming in really fucking handy. It, it is. Good thing he sharpened it. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing he sharpened it again when nobody was fucking watching. <laughs> so they manage to get out and that's where they have a little conversation about... Lopan and Chinese black magic. Great. Great, thank you, Jack. I think we've come up. First we went down, now they brought us up. Two, three feet thick, I'll bet. Probably welded shut from the outside and covered with brick by now. Don't give up, Jack. Oh, okay, I won't, Wang. Let's just chew our way out of here. Lopan has plans for us. If he didn't, we'd be dead doornails. Lopan? Which Lopan? Little old basket case on wheels with a ten-foot-tall roadblock. One of the same person, Jack. You know something you're not telling me, Wang. Myths and legends. I don't want to insult you. No, no, go ahead. Insult me. It's about all sorts of scary things. About an ancient army of the dead, the, the spirit city, and monkey sacrifices. And the first sovereign emperor of China, that mad monarch who federated our seven warring states, defeated Lo Pan, and imposed upon him that, that horrible curse of no flesh in, in 272 BC. A lot of Chinese hear these things when we're kids. Then we grow up and pretend not to believe them. No horseshit, Wang. No horseshit, Jack. I don't blame you. I'm Chinese and I don't even want to believe it. But it's for real. Sorcery. Chinese black magic. So they managed to get out of the wheelchairs that they've got there. Mm-hmm. And what I do want to say at this point too, and this continues on when we're dealing with like the Chinese underworld or wherever the center of the earth that we're at, is that the set design is absolutely fantastic. I love the way everything looks down there. Yeah. From the office that they're in with the rows of the Buddhas that mm. are all over the place to that really cool room with the giant fucking skull on the top and the god Jing Dao yeah. uh, up top. Like, they did top notch on the yeah. fucking set design for this place. Even when you go into, like, the, the caves and stuff that we go later on in the film. Yeah. And going back to that clip where he was tapping stuff with the boot knife, that's. Like I said, another um, showing how good Kurt Russell did with this because he's it's in there tap tap and then he's walking by a skeleton tap on the, head yeah. of the skeleton <laughs> just keeps going like it just it makes you wonder. I wonder if that was even in the script if he, or if he was just do 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 and he just kept going. Yeah. You know that's just yeah. It's it's really like it's he's such a good character and the way that Kurt Russell portrays him, it's just like it's an absolute natural fit between the two of them Mm -hmm. you know it's not something that it feels forced or anything like like i feel like kim cattrall's role a lot of times it she feels forced the way that she's doing the lines like how she's doing the lines and at this point you know she's somewhat of a notable actor i'd say i mean this isn't like mannequin level kim cattrall just yet which seems to be the role that she's kind of like set for besides besides sex in the city you know but this is still like she's 
somewhat established Mm -hmm. at this point, but she still acts like this is her first movie. Like, it's just not the best, but it's not the worst of her her roles. Uh, The guy that plays Wang, he, like, wavers in between being very good and then being, like... Like English is his second language, like type of thing, yeah. like where it seems it's like they're trying consistent to... with it yeah. exactly. And but I do really like him as things move on. Like yeah. when he's with, yeah. I feel like when he's with Jack, they're very good. Like he's acting really well because they work well together. But then when he's in the big giant group where that connection isn't necessarily there, he's not. He gets lost good. in it. Yeah. Whereas with both Kurt and with um, uh, guy who plays Lopen, but the name is. Brett, Totally, James Hong. James Hong. When they're doesn't matter what they're doing, like those roles are really good, and he's they're both really really solid. And even the guy that plays Egg Shen, like he's pretty solid throughout too. You know, for the type of character that he's going to play. Yeah. So they manage to escape the room when uh, Thunder he brings in Eddie and puts him on the hook. And I thought that he literally like hooked him up there. But he At just first, like, I did too. Yeah, but he just hooked his fucking jacket because Jack does jump behind him and holds the knife to his throat and acts like that's going to stop him from doing anything. And it's hilarious because he first just throws him fucking off. And then all of a sudden, Jack jumps back again. And then this time he stops. Like, yeah. he's so much stronger than both of them. And you've seen what he can do. But he's just like, okay, I'm going to let you do what you need to do. He's like, let's try that again. <laughs> and it's funny because I think the second time that he gets knocked off, that's when he gets knocked back into the wheelchair, yeah. right? And then he starts shooting down the he shoots down the hallway. Uh, hallway. And it's actually I I forgot like part of me forgot how he got out of the scene because I thought that he actually they came and helped him, but no, he actually used. See, this is where I think that he could beat Hawk because he uses that strength to just pull himself up enough on that wheelchair so that he can jump off and not like fall down that pit. Yeah. Like he doesn't look like he has that strength, but like when it needs to be there, he like sums it all up. He ain't got no potions or anything and just fucking moves himself up on there. And, but Hawk is trained in doesn't matter. He's worrying about his son more than he's worrying about like everything else. Jack Burton ain't got shit. Hey, he's got the pork chop express. Yeah, but he ain't gonna be betting the pork chop express. Hawk's know, gonna be betting gambles. his kid. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want a kid? Let's arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> so they managed to, to uh, basically lock Thunder inside the room for the moment. Like they don't even really lock him in because I think eventually he just slides the goddamn door open when he decides to get out. He punches like, it or something. Yeah. <laughs> and so they they run out. They're gonna go rescue the girls, and then Hawk or not Hawk Thunder <laughs> fucking A. I've been thinking too much about Stallone today, but Thunder he you know doesn't chase after them. He just breaks himself free of the room. They end up getting into where all the girls that they've kidnapped so far are being stored inside like bunkers everywhere. And so first, and this is also ridiculous too, because Wang takes Eddie and holds a gun up to his head, like the shotgun up to his head. Mm. And it's like, Oh, you better let them all out or I'm going to do it. But I'm like, he's not wearing like the garb of the other people. So well, are they really going to give a shit? It is. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, Oh, I'm going to blow his head. We'll all be cursed or something. And then it was like, but the, I think that those girls are like, oh, okay. 
like, like where, go ahead. I don't know who the hell I that is. You know, f- fuck that guy. I'm just going to attack you with my slow moves and with uh, their yeah. The, what were they wearing again? Too? The, well, they, did they remind the you of thing. what's her name from Double Dragon. <laughs> Uh, they were wearing like the the girls were kind of like the, the other girls, the Chinese girls that yeah. were captive. But the girls that were like the guards, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like they were just wearing the same gis that everybody else was. So Similar, just the black yeah. gi with the with the red like turban type thing or the red sash somewhere. So they were still like recognized as the same part of the group. Well, Eddie, but, Ed, this is where Eddie shows some usefulness because he's being like you know held captive quote unquote and then you got burton sneaking up so they don't know that he's there yeah so for the distraction yeah a little bit of a distraction there uh wasn't there also the scene i forgot to say where burton he tries to shoot the gun for the first time and it doesn't work because he has the safety on no <laughs> you know no yeah that was because because he he's able to use the gun in the later. next scene no that's the same scene like because they started fighting people in the hallway and, you know, Wang's doing his kung fu, and then he gets the gun, he can't shoot it, and then eventually he does shoot it. Like, and I think he actually shoots Thunder, like, to stop him, but doesn't kill him. No. Or he does it no. to somebody in that scene. He does no. shoot somebody, because No, the hallway, because the whole time he was going No, because down. he's able to use the gun when he rescues the girls, which is before this. So it's another scene. It's not that same hallway scene. It's when they turn the corner at one point. And then he starts getting attacked by people, and he can't shoot the gun. It's shortly before this scene happens. It's not actually in the hallway scene. No, no, that's later when they're trying to escape. No, 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 but it's not here where they no because he's when he gets into. I know we're arguing on the podcast, but it's in this scene when Burton comes out from underneath and he on top of the cages. He uses the gun to unlock the, the the locks. But prior to this, before they went into this area, like they were like. Sneaking around, and Wang goes around the corner and says, it's clear, and then he turns, and there's a bunch of guys there. And the other thing I forgot to talk about, too, that this is whole reminding me of, is before even that happens, there's the whole scene with Lopan and the the girl, Miao Yen, where you find out that when he's in his, like, younger form, when he's not in that old body, then he can't, like touch anything like he's corporeal and he's able he like goes to her and he like reaches through here Mm -hmm. and there's that really weird transformation that he hands where he transforms into like ghost him yeah it's really odd and it it, again it's this is another thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense later on in the film and in other parts because like spoiler alert ghost him is still able to hold stuff and like touch certain people later on but before he turns back into being flesh yeah, like, how does yeah. he do the marriage thing? I think that he's able to. Maybe he's able I, to sustain I, it for small portions. Yeah, of Yeah, that's why it's kind of, he's like Frieza. You know, when he's in the wheelchair, it's like <laughs> saving up the energy to be able to do things. So, so the next he's going to go ahead and do his like you know, uh, and yeah. then like turn to whatever he yeah. was. So think about it. Like Frieza had that pot he was always in to save his. You know, that the wheelchair is like his pot, and that form is to, to contain all his energy when he needed it and so you know that's just stage one that's he's, not even his final he's form. got old man pod <laughs> so so from there then they go to the scene where we see jack do the gun stuff right he uses it for the very first time and then we get into the scene where you say that eddie is fucking useful because they allow him to yeah. be like held, and Burton goes underneath. But then they fight the girls, and the girl, like the girls, take one punch and they're down. 
Oh, I mean, a man's putting them <laughs> in their place. No, just... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is paranormal pet. No. <laughs> I mean, just think if they had a knife, they would have busted out. They might have just started getting sandwiches. <laughs> Maybe they just Their natural out instincts like a, just popped out. Like, just oh, a giant so... walk and being like, oh, wait, it's time for me to make some rice. Uh, now fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> so... They basically fight the girls on the walkway while Burton goes back there and then he takes the gun and he shoots the locks open and releases all of the girls, mm-hmm. including Gracie and Morgan. And Gracie, why is she like like tied up the way that she is? Because remember she when she's talking to Margo, she's like, Where where's Gracie? And she's like, He one level down, she uh, she was a problem. Girl, person, well, child that's or she needs problem to shut girl, the whatever. Fuck up exactly. The re- so that's why, why they basically Bound and gagged her. Yeah, they tied her like a pig. Like, suey, suey. She's yeah. all, like, down there. And she's got the gag, and he cuts her loose. And then they fight off the rest of the girls. And eventually, they do... Maybe it. it's a Chinese sex wing. China, this is the way Chinese do it. You know? <laughs> this is, like, what's his name? That In Russia. <laughs> in China, sex wings you. <laughs> uh, so... They end up escaping down into like a sewage area mm-hmm. where they dive into the water and everybody's shooting guns at them. And they all like emerge at different points and like different than they went through. Because Cottrell, mm-hmm. she's not the first one to go through. She goes in at the same time that Jack Burton goes through. No, Jack pushes her in, remember? Push it, yeah. And But then she's the first one to come out of like one tunnel and she's asking everybody, Jack? Jack, Jack, and it's like everybody else. Like, I think it's Eddie, then Morgan, then Wang, and then finally Jack. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, like, he kisses her, and it's like weirdly awkward at the same time. It's like, what? What? He's all, sorry, caught up in the moment. (laughs) Caught up in the moment. I'm just going to fucking kiss you because that's just the way that it goes. And like, she likes it, but at the same time, it's like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so they now find themselves inside another, like, sewage area. And then they also find out that uh, they may be trapped when they finally get upstairs. Where's Jack? It's okay. Everybody relax. I'm here. Jack, I know where we are. This is like a central, uh, what do you call it? Sewer? Yeah. Water comes in up there. Yeah. Sea water from the bay fills this room. Then they burn it through all these pipes to different chambers. I bet up there's where we first got on an elevator. All right, we're almost out of here. Now, from here on, it gets pretty normal. Offices, storerooms, a nice false front. I count to three. Hello, I, want you. I open that door, and we move away. out. Everybody got that. Ready? Follow the leader. One, two, three. <laughs> may be trapped that's so ridiculous because he opens the door and there's everybody there they're just yeah just stand there staring he's like all right go they only saw me (laughs) well then you find out that you know wang he really can fight rather well and then eddie can fight a little bit too they're all kind of fighting and it they make it look like in this scene that eddie not eddie that wang did all the work like that he beat up everybody but the moment that it opens up you know, Burton takes the gun and just fucking mows down like four or five of them like right away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Wang, you know, ends up coming into the fight, you know, player two has joined and like beats up everybody. <laughs> but it, and and then he looks back at him like, You didn't really help out that much, did you? 
bitch, you killed four guys. Well, you also remember though, remember the gun jam. So then he's trying yeah. to fix it, trying to fix it. So by the time he fixes it, he, you know, Wayne kill, uh, kill, kicks everybody's ass. And then he, here comes Bar- uh, Burton and he jumps back in with a gun in one hand, his knife in the other. Ha! And that's when oh, Wayne looks at him. Shit. He's like, oh, let's go. <laughs> well, and it's crazy because there's two different scenes that are kind of like this. Uh, and in what I'm going to describe, which is the scene with the, uh, the, the, the two Chinese gangs fighting each other mm. in like the first set, they're all just like shooting each other. And then a bunch of them die. And then all of a sudden they get into a fight where barely anybody dies. Most everybody just gets beat the crap up and knocked out. And it's like, wouldn't you rather be the second group? Like at least you survived. You know, you just got your ass kicked, but it's not as bad as just those guys are fucking dead. Like Jack killed fucking people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wang just knocked some people out. So who well, really did more? <laughs> <laughs> well, then remember the, the that first scene uh, where he shoots someone. And he's like, first time you ever play plug someone. Eddie says that like if he's just going around yeah. shooting people, he's like, first time you ever plug someone. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, but it's obvious that it was his first time because he was like very surprised. He's like. What? <laughs> so they all basically now they they're able to run out of the building. Jack says that he's going to run interference for them, so he runs up to the the security people and then holds them up with his knife and his gun. And as they're all running out, we see that one of the side panels opens up, and poor Gracie she looks in and then she gets grabbed and pulled away by it. Is this where the monster pulls yeah. her in? Which is a weird, like, Evil Dead type monster. Like, that's the only type of thing I can think of. It looks of. like, um, like, like, they took, uh, what the hell was it? King Louie from the Jungle Book and <laughs> turned him into a demon. Doesn't he? He looks like, yeah. like a big orangutan. Like, weird, like, monster. dog. Oh, he almost looks like that guy, the dog thing from Labyrinth. Like, the big mm-hmm. hulking guy. Not the yeah. like, little dog thing, but you know which one yeah. I'm talking about. But, like... More of like a troll in the face of him and everything. Like the King Louie type of like yeah. mouth. Long orangutan mouth. But he's got the wide shoulders. I really like the design of the monster. Mm-hmm. I, the, the practical effects stuff in this movie are fucking fantastic. Because even then, I, the reason that Jack flies off of him the second time, we've, or we forgot to say, is because he grows himself out a little bit. Yeah. Like Thunder bulks himself up. Mm-hmm. And that's how he gets tossed off of him after... Wang and uh, Eddie. Eddie run out, and so and that comes back. But the, the the practical effects that they do for all this stuff look really great, especially with such a low budget. You're, I'm very surprised that they look as good as they do. Mm-hmm. So they all think that they escape all together, but if you find out that Grace, she's actually been captured. And real quick, as they're walking out, you were talking about how he holds up the guards. Yeah. It's just funny because him and Wong come walking out. You know, when you have a, uh, a problem like that, you know what I always do? Reach for the sky! <laughs> yeah, because they're acting like what they did on the way that they walked in. Yeah. You know, they're acting like they fixed the problem. Yeah. But then it turns out, reach for the sky! <laughs> it's fucking terrible. And there's, uh, there's Wong um, waiting for him with the, the bus. Yeah, he's waiting from the bus, and they all jump in the bus, and they drive away, and that's where getting they realize shot at. getting shot at. And, and when I was looking at that too, I was like, "Shouldn't the bullets have gone through the sides of that bus? <laughs> like that bus looks terrible." And there are bullet holes like on the top near the windows. It was like we're just going to aim for the fucking windows. We know that they're probably ducking, but we're going to shoot at the same fucking <laughs> spot. And maybe a piece of glass comes down like cuts their jugular vein or some shit. Or falls in their eye like in Brightburn. That's right. And then they got to like fucking slowly pull it out. 
And then they're like, oh, but I can still kind of see, so I'm okay. I got blood vision. <laughs> blood vision. <laughs> <laughs> so they get away. They realize that Gracie is not there. Yeah. Where's Gracie? <laughs> yeah. And they realize, and they also, you know, Wang is also upset because they haven't rescued uh, Miao Yin yet. And so we see that Gracie, she has been captured, and she also meets with the old version of Lopan for the very first time. What does it mean? <laughs> Two girls with green eyes? <laughs> After all these years. You bastards unchain me! You're not gonna get away with this! Where's Lopan? <laughs> Hello, this one has fire as well. <laughs> hey, listen, I've had a here with you maniacs. I want to see that disgusting flesh peddler David Lopan in person. Cowards afraid to see an unarmed girl one-on-one, huh? Where is he? I love that fucking laugh that he does. And then the, the scene, we were both making the motion. Yeah. He puts his like little hand up to her face. <laughs> She's like, I had it up to here. Up to here. <laughs> it's It's... Absolutely, like, I, I love, that's why I love that, that character so much, because he's just, like, he doesn't give as much of a shit as Jack Burton doesn't give a shit. Like, okay, go ahead, say what you're gonna say, I don't yeah. really care, you're still under my control. The other thing that, that drives me crazy, though, is that he's like, oh, another girl with green eyes. Wait, it Does seemed like be before, Chinese? yeah, that they had to be fucking Chinese. Like, that was the whole thing, is that... Oh, Chinese girls with green eyes are so fucking special that they're the ones that I specifically need. Like the demon made it hard for him to break the curse because yeah, it's you had extremely to rare to find a Chinese exactly. girl with green eyes. But you can find white bitches with fucking green eyes fucking everywhere. You know, maybe they, he just doesn't really get out of Chinatown. So it's a possibility. But also at the same time, like I know that they have to pass whatever this the trial of fire or sword or whatever the yeah. fuck the thing is. It's called. I totally get that. But he could have been trying for green-eyed girls. Doesn't matter. He could have found any fucking type of green-eyed girl. It didn't have to be fucking Chinese this entire time. Yep. I mean, I, I used to fear for my mom's life that Lopan might come back and take her because she has green eyes. Oh, he took her before? No. He said come back. No. That, you know, <laughs> comes back to go. You know what I mean. Well, he just, we haven't got to the end of the movie, but whatever. Yeah. Or maybe your dad is secretly low pan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Does that mean I have demon blood in me? <laughs> it's a possibility. Do I know magic? <laughs> Fuck! Why, why is everything <laughs> over there fucking like sparking? <laughs> so from here we cut back over and we see that all of them have gotten together. Uh, and this is when, you know, Egg Shen, he's going to decide that, you know what? He needs to bring his powers in and he needs to join the party. You know what this is? This is like some radical Alice in Wonderland. That's what this is. Well, then you probably got a bestseller on your hands. Call the police, Jack. You're not a one-man army. Cops got better things to do than get killed. Hey, here he is. No, no, no. These are our friends. These are the Changsings. Any of them savvy English? Hey, man, who is this guy? All right, all right. You got any guns? Well, not against low pan, but here, here's one for you. Make you feel better, like Dirty Harry. I'll stick with these. You coming with us, Egg? Of course, Jack, it's my destiny. Besides, if I don't, you'll never make it out alive. I'm on board, too, then. Yeah, sure, kid. 
You can't keep the press out, mister. This is America. You're not going back there, Margo. You're staying here topside with Eddie and Uncle Chu. Eddie, but he's... He's got a crush on you. You mean like you've got on Gracie? Are you kidding? I just want to get my truck back. Oh, yeah, what do I know? She's not even your type. All brains. Hey, come on, let's go! So, again, a bunch of little things going on here. First, oh, Eddie's got a crush on her. Where the fuck did that come from? Because it seems like it comes out of nowhere. It does. It's like, oh, oh, so this is a reason. Like, And then it's like, no, I'm coming with you because I'm a reporter. And this is what I need to do. And I need to bring the news and all this stuff. Well, he's got a crush on you. Well, okay, I guess I'll stay. Yeah, I'll stay. I mean, <laughs> this is America and you can't stop the press. But <laughs> You can't stop the press from fucking a random Chinese guy. <laughs> so, like... That- I mean, well, you know, she's, she works for a Berkeley paper. So that probably means she's a liberal, which means yeah. that, you know, really, she's just going to, you know, cry about some shit and not actually do anything. So. Uh-huh. That's what I hear all the time. But <laughs> she... Also works for a Berkeley paper that doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> like, you're in San Francisco. Why can't you just say that she works for the fucking Chronicle? Yeah. But maybe it's maybe like, writes. oh, the whole idea is the Berkeley Herald is because nobody knows what it is. Oh, and it's such a low-rent paper that it's the only journalist that she could get to come out there. Exactly. Is this person, you know, which had to go across the bay, had to leave and figure out how to get the fuck out of Berkeley in the first place. Because <laughs> once you're in there, it's like a fucking maze and you don't know where the fuck you're going to be all going. That, all that traffic on, you know, right there on... Uh, oh, yeah, in between... Uh, 80. 80, getting, trying to get onto the goddamn freeway and not crash into somebody as you're trying mm-hmm. to get over to the city. And then you got to wait the whole time uh, on the she, Bay Bridge because that's the closest bridge to you rather than going all the way to the Golden Gate. But the way the movie would partic- put everything, they'd go the fucking Golden Gate. Which would be stupid because then she got across two bridges. Yep. She paid toll to put herself in danger. I know. It's ridiculous. At least back then, it, the toll was probably like, like a dollar bucks. something. Uh, I'd say it's like two in 1980. 1986. Yeah, okay. It's like six bucks an hour. Yeah, well, that's only if you go off hours, not if you go on hours, right? What is it? Oh, we know off hours is five bucks, I think, all the time for the fucking Golden Gate. I don't know. I know it's six bucks. It's a piece of shit, whatever it is. Gotta pay too much to go over to fucking San Francisco. So that way that you can deal with all that bullshit that's over there. But that's enough talk about traveling around the Bay Area. Yeah, you pay pay six (laughs) bucks to go over the bridge to walk in human shit because that's what the people do in San Francisco do. (laughs) Then you can go, you know, maybe see some titties in the red light district and be happy. Yeah, just be careful which one you go to so you don't get peed on. That's right. Yeah, you want to avoid that one or, club. Or bring us... Well, they're closed now anyways. <laughs> Shout out to the closed cinema! <laughs> <laughs> so, they're all getting ready to basically go and find Gracie to go get Meow Yin back. And to, you know, wherever that egg... I'm about to say Egg Fu Young, but <laughs> Egg Shen is going to be taking them because he knows how to get in there, and you can't go through a traditional mean. So he's now joined the party. They've all leveled up in some way or shape or form, <laughs> and Jack has still got the knife. And as you've pointed out, he actually is sharpening it during this whole fucking yep, scene. That's yep. that little scraping sound that's going on because he's going to make sure, you know, it, especially it, when he get, brings out the big fucking gun. And it's like, oh, silly American, you need big gun. Yeah. You know. Make you feel like Dirty Harry. It's like, nope, all I need is my knife. And his like little machine gun, submachine gun gun that he's got there. So they start to go away and we actually cut back over and we see that Lopan has approached. Well, 
Gracie finds out where Meow again is, and he, she sees that she's been basically like frozen in time, like she's Loading fucking Sleeping Beauty or something like that. Yeah. Pricked her finger on a fucking spinning wheel, and now <laughs> it's just lying there, waiting yeah. for a true love's first kiss, which is going to happen to be Gracie, I guess. Yeah. Wake her up. And so she has a little bit of a conversation with Lopan, where she finds out that she is also going to be Lopan's wife. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. My soul swims in it, scattered across time, trapped in the world of formlessness, until I find her and marry her. Marry her? The girl with green eyes. The girl who can tame the burning blade. Mao Yin, her grace. The entire time, he's like looking to her eyes too, because she's got the same jade green eyes. Well, and he's gonna get the best of both worlds. And and the the other thing is is like <laughs> he goes, um, like you said, she's floating there, like she's in the trance, or that she's like yeah. sleeping beauty, whatever, right? But she goes, he goes, you too, and he is like, no. And then she opens her eyes, yes, and then closes her eyes again. It's like, wait, what? What? Bitch? I thought you were in a trance. I, <laughs> I was you were talking sleeping. to you a few minutes ago. What the hell, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. You're going to talk to him, but you're going to talk to me? <laughs> what kind of bullshit is this? So they go through the ceremony. That's kind of the next little thing that's going on. A lot on of with yelling. It. There's a lot of yelling. Hey! And I just ah! didn't like, get Ooh. the whole thing. Like why it needs to go on for so long and why there's... It's cool. It's tradition. Like, the, the display of the martial arts is yeah. really cool. It's I a ceremony. It. But does it need to be that long? Because it's like they, they four minutes, and then they cut to over to the other guys talking about how they're going to get ready and they're going to go, and then it cuts back over and there's still more ceremonies to like be on. You see Thunder doing like his like whole dance down the thing, and then again, Rain, he does like a little bit. His is much shorter than Thunder's is, and then like uh, Raiden back there, he does nothing but lift them in the air yeah, well. when they're attached to the blade. Because like, Rain's blades come, and he holds them up in the air. And then they hold on to them. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, Thunder makes the blades, like, flaming? Orange? Yeah, something. Like, they're burning their hands. I think that's what's supposed to happen. The burning like, blade. Yeah, I, do, I just... I guess I don't understand what exactly is supposed to happen in this ceremony. Like, basically, they, they're going to hold on to the blades. They're going to be lifted up in the air, possibly having the blades go through their fingers while they're, like, heated up. And if they drop out of it, they're not worthy. Well, no, because then, then they touch the thing at the top and the eyes glow. And they said, oh, they both survived the burning blade. So I think that was a test if they were the worthy worthy for, um, I forget the demon's name that he's supposed to appease. Chao Ding. Yeah, him. I don't think that was right. But. Ching Dao. Ching Dao. Yeah, Ching Dao. That, um, Chao Ding. That, uh, <laughs> if it, it has to be a worthy enough girl to, to please him, and he just found two. So I think that's yeah. the whole point of... Like he said, there have been others. So he's found other girls with green eyes, but they, but they didn't survive the burning yeah. blade. So they weren't going to be worthy enough to appease. I, I just have saying Ching Dao makes me think of the Ronin Warriors with the Dao Chi. God damn it. Uh, so they basically, they survive. And we also see that the the gang now, the, the party that's going to fight uh, Lopan is underneath the earth. They're in the mm-hmm. like... Chinese mangs, like catacombs underneath the city. Like for some reason, it's all underneath San Francisco. 
Like, you would think that these types of things would be over in China, unless, like, it's like a portal that brings them down into, like, underneath China, into, like, the different hells that are going yeah. on there. And so uh, that's where we hear a little more about what's down there. And it's kind of interesting. Like, there's a lot of little interesting things that they put in here that may or may not be a part of Chinese lore. But if it is, it's kind of interesting stuff, like when they talk about the blood of the earth. That is not water. Black blood of the earth. What you mean, oil? I mean black blood of the earth. thousand years ago, huge earthquakes turned the world upside down. Many normal people were killed. Many unnatural people roamed free to commit great offenses against the gods. So they continue to travel along whatever the little caverns that they're going on there. And then because the, both of the girls have passed this test, he's going to marry both, which is, you know, illegal in the U.S., okay? You can't have more than one wife, and I'm not sure why anybody would want to have more than one wife, but hey, here we are. But we do learn why he wants wives? to do that. Well, you know, the sister wives, um, again, I don't think that's a good idea for anybody, <laughs> to be honest with you. I said that to to Crystal one time. I was uh-huh. like, oh, we're going to do the sister wife thing. And she's like, oh, you really want another one of me? And I'm like, fuck no. Why? That's why I get someone complete opposite <laughs> of you. That's <laughs> why I would have sister wives. They'd yeah, exactly. be different. <laughs> exactly. Different yeah. from you. Unless they were twin sister wives. Hmm. And that's much different. You'd be mm. like the guy from Breaking Benjamin, who was dating twins for a while. I mean, Hugh Hefner did it first. Yeah, of course he did. Well, Hugh Hefner did a lot of and things first. The twins! <laughs> so, they continue along. Uh, they're going to get married now, and now we see the rest of the group. They're still going on the tavern, the caverns. Not the taverns, even though that might be a little more interesting. But then there's a random monster attack. Like, the monster just comes out of the wall and eats one of the guys, and... Egg Shen throws one of his stones and says, oh, he's never coming back and bother us again. But it ate one of your dudes. <laughs> and then he's like, what? And Jack Burton's like, what? What will never come out again? <laughs> and they didn't really explain what the fuck that was. No, they didn't. He even said, what the fuck is that? And, then, and he's like, it's never going to bother us again. Okay, but that doesn't answer my question. Yeah. What, the, what the hell is going on here? So they end up going down a series of, like, tubes and tunnels, and they end up in, like, a storage room of Lopan that there's a bunch of fish inside there. And that's a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. And they talk a little more about what they need to do to actually end Lopan. And close, real close. And now for some more bad news. Ready? What, this gets worse? Come on. 2,258 years ago, the first sovereign emperor, Chen Jiwong Anijima, Subjugated Lopan, made him of no flesh. Only an evil dream. Get to the goddamn point, Egg. In order to be whole again, he had to find this certain girl of his prophecy and marry her to appease the god of the east. But to appease the emperor, he had to kill her. Kill her? No! Well, let's go. What are we sitting around talking Chinese history for when we gotta get. Oh, we are getting ready to strike the final blow! We reach Lopan. When we reach Lopan. Ah, then the power in this flask will be our only hope against the Bodhisattva of the underworld, the ultimate evil spirit. Oh, yes. Only a dream can kill a dream. I've waited for this for a long time, Jack. The 
evil dream will die. 大叔，有班老兵喺出边啊！ So, what do you think is inside that gourd that he's got? That he says it's going to help him, help them. Like we'll, we'll get into what it is when the time comes. But he's just like I thought it was like he had a spirit that was like trapped in there or something, and he's going to release the spirit, and that's what's going to come out and attack. You know, because only a dream can kill a dream, but it's much different when it comes like to the time. It, it's it's I think the base formula for the monster energy drink. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> stop all your head. You're going to get Dave interested in this shit. <laughs> He's going, oh, maybe I should be carrying around ancient Chinese gourds now. <laughs> I can make my own fucking monster when I need to. So he basically, like, they're, they're getting ready. And I love that, that thing, too. He's like, okay, now it gets worse. Uh, it gets much worse than this. Like, he's already gone through a ton of shit. And they have to basically traverse the rest of this complex that's going on. So they are trying to find their way. And then they run into what happens to be the weirdest looking thing that I think you see in the entire movie. Which uh, we'll talk about just shortly after this. And it's... Oh, what would you call it? I mean... It looks like crane. A floating crane. It does. It's like a beholder. But with more eyeballs. Yeah. It's, it's it's very similar to a beholder in the way that those things look from D and D, but uh, I really actually enjoy this scene as well. I am the past. Come back to haunt you, low pen. Don't get a nigga say K. My God, no! Please, what is that? Don't tell me. A guardian. What it sees, low pen knows. They have returned, and this time they are not alone. Action is with them. Little bastard sorcerer has brought them through the bog of the dead trees. Eggshen, Eggshen, you have come a long ways to find me, but it is too late. There are two girls with green eyes, and I will marry them both. And then I will sacrifice Gracie Law to appease my emperor and live out my earthly pleasures with Mao Yin. <laughs> That's right, Eggshen, the best of two worlds. <laughs> Hey, you never know you try. Get at it. Okay, so now everything in this film honestly is in some except for Jack. Okay, but every single like Chinese person seems like they're always out to do this for pussy. Like he's like trying to get back into he's like, "Oh, I found two girls because this way I can marry them both." And then sacrifice one so I can get my freak on with the other one whenever I fucking want to. Mm -hmm. Like, is he going to use some spell on her to basically convince her that everything's cool and kosher? Mm -hmm. You know, because it kind of breaks as we get further along in the film. Like, she's going to be like, just totally into it. Oh, it's okay. I don't (laughs) want to be married to an old guy. And then, like, he's living to die. Like, he's like, I'm going to live out the rest of my days. So when he yeah. becomes flesh, like he's just like that's it. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. It seems weird to me that unless he's being tortured the whole time, you have you've been alive for over two thousand years. You can still obviously do things. Well, I guess he said like he, he can't the pleasures of sex and I guess guy, I don't know, or maybe even the food he can't eat maybe nothing, maybe but. he can ghost masturbate and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like puffs of air. So, <laughs> what it's done oh shit but yeah it's basically he wants to become alive to to live his life out 
uh, yeah, I, I guess. But then, like, it seems like he wants to rule everything. So if he's going to die because he's becoming flesh, he's not going to be able to rule for very long unless there's something he can do, like, again to where he can Who come back to being. Who would I pick? Out of those two. Out of those two? Uh, honestly, kind of Miao Yin. Because Kim Cattrall would probably annoy me after a while. Especially if it's, okay, not Kim Cattrall. Gracie Law would annoy me after a while. Because she kind of annoys me in the film. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Miao Yin, you don't really know a whole lot. And the moment that she sees Wang, she's like... I just feel like Gracie's out. more willing to try things than... Miami. Are you sure? Yeah. You think so? I think so. I'd be like, okay, you know... We're going to try the Alabama lawn chair tonight. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I, I, I uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you got to sacrifice one. I guess he's maybe being stereotypical because I'm going to sacrifice the white girl instead of sacrificing the Chinese girl. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can possibly see that he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I prefer. You know, I don't know. It's weird. But nonetheless so they you know and it's funny that whole thing with of course, shooting the beholder too he's, he's so ridiculous like, yeah he's probably like well you know she's this sweet innocent girl that just got off of china yeah got off of china got out of china <laughs> and she the other gracie's an american so she's probably been banging around the fucking that's block. right <laughs> like she's a sweet innocent chinese girl that we think doesn't do anything but probably is worse than gracie <laughs> you never know she might be a freak leak yeah you never know <laughs> But yeah, he, I, I love that scene when he shoots him and then he's just like, hey, you never know till you try. Because <laughs> they're all like, look at him like, why, why would you do that? And then like it interrupted the whole thing. Uh-huh. So that way got out you know, of their hair and they were able to co- uh, continue on their little quest. So they eventually reach the offices of, of Lopan and there's nobody there. You know, and everybody's like, they think this has got to be a trap. Like, why would nobody be here? And Egg Chen basically says, look, he's too preoccupied with the wedding. Uh, he thinks that he's one, mm-hmm. so he doesn't care. Yeah. He just has nobody here. Find your way down so, here if you can. Exactly. And eventually they do find the elevator that's going to lead them down. And that's when we get to find out what exactly is in this magic little gourd that he's got right there. Jack. I know. It's an elevator and it only goes down. Yeah, look. Hey, all right. Time for the medicine. Cheers! This does what again, exactly? Huge buzz. Oh, good. You can see things no one else can see. Do things no one else can do. Real things? As real as Lopin. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? Oh, the six demon bag. Terrific. A six demon bag. Sensational. What's in it, Egg? Wind, fire, all that kind of thing. Here's to the army and navy and the battles they have won. Here's to America's colors, the colors that never run. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Ah. pretty good and i'm not uh not scared at all i just feel kind of feel kind of invincible me too i got a very positive attitude about this good me too yeah america fuck yeah yeah. (laughs) like 
that's the way they're going to do it. Like it's it's ancient Chinese secret that's going on. But the moment that we're going to you know convince him to drink, this is American as apple pie, man. Just it's drink like, the shit. This up. is for the Americans and the soldiers they've won. And then, <laughs> and then, um, uh, damn it, I'm gonna go blank. What the hell is this? Oh, his bag. You know, apparently he has. You know. Singers in there, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Opens back. In September. <laughs> da, 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 da. Shut up. I'm going to use you as weapons. Let's groove tonight. <laughs> Share the spot of night. That would have been really hilarious. He's throwing it around and it's just songs. Oh, he's going to throw a random Rick James, too. Just How the hell did this get in the bag? <laughs> He's like super freaky. Earth, wind, and fire. And he's like, I have the heart. Oh, <laughs> Your powers. Fuck that little guy comes out of there <laughs> with his monkey. Captain Planet comes out <laughs> to fight David Lopan. <laughs> and see, that's what I thought the, the Gord was really going to be. It was going to be something like that, like. You know, you have a Captain Planet. You got a spirit. It's got to fight a spirit. You're just gonna let it out, and you'll be able to fight it. Or that that whatever they end up drinking, which was probably like something like LSD water or some shit like that. You're making them think that they're like fucking powerful and shit. But it would have given them the power to like actually harm Lopan. Like here we go. You yeah. know, I can fight against you, and everything's okay because now I'm drinking this stuff. But all it really did was give them like false security and made them feel like they were invincible and stronger than they actually were so it was something like bacardi 151 that just got them drunk like really fast <laughs> Some, uh, ap- ap- Absinth. Absinth. yeah that's uh, right so they can open up their third eye while they've got something to drink you know TN? yeah <laughs> he's gonna use his triangle attack or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> triangle that turns the ground into squares that's right <laughs> So they go down the elevator, and that's when you hear them at the end there, where they're like, "All right, yeah, I feel, feel really good. great." And then the last thing that I cut out because it goes on for a little bit longer than I need to. So does anybody else feel really hot right now? <laughs> <laughs> and so they get down there, and they walk in the middle, or at least at the start of the marriage ceremony. And Egg Shen he goes ahead and he tells them what they need to do. Basically, that they need to wait. Because the moment that the ceremony is finished, that's when they'll be able to attack Lopan. And now, my beloved disciples, the moment of truth, the needle of love. I just shoot the bastard. No, not until he's married. Then he's flesh. Then it's too late. O Ching Tai, you who shake the heavens. Descend from the east. All I ask in order to conquer the universe is that you grant me flesh and blood. Yes. Guide my hand as I insert this needle into Maoshi. Let him complete the ceremony, then he's ours for certain. Come, my love. Give it to me. Dialogue, I'm 
curse. Look out, guys! Okay, so there's one thing. I really like the outfits that they've given both Miao Yin and Gracie Law in this scene. Like, I really like the way that's done. And before this even happens, there's a scene where, like, they're both, like, under the trance. They've both been dressed. But then Gracie's able to break it, but Miao isn't able to break it. Like, she's she, like, walks over, tries to talk to her. Yeah. Before they get her, and then then that's when they put them under the full trance where their eyes turn completely white. I think maybe she was there longer, so she's been more deeper into the trance. Maybe that it hasn't really completely taken a hold of Gracie yet. It was yet. just weird. Or she's American, so she she's just better and was able to break it. <laughs> <laughs> America! So she basically is comes out of that trance. Uh, well, they both do once they kill the beholder. Because you see that Wang stabs the beholder right through the face. And then all of a sudden, both of them do. That's why I was like, this is really weird how Gracie was able to do it by herself before, but it took killing that thing for her to finally break out of the trance, for Meow to break out of the the trance. And then she starts fighting back from him. And and this is where I said, like, if he has no flesh and he's, like, corporeal and everything, because when he goes and you first see him with uh, Meow Yin, he's not able to touch her. Like, his hands just go right through. So is it that he doesn't have, like, flesh for, like, like pleasures of the flesh? Like, Maybe. Like, to touch people? But he's able to sit inside chairs. He's able to pick up phones. He's able to Grab pick needles, up things. Love and, but he grabs her arm with the needle and yeah. stabs her in the arm. So he's able to touch her at that point. But he's not yet flesh. Maybe because the ceremony started, it allows him to do it. It's a possibility, but that's always been something that's kind of interesting to me. Which way is it? Like, is that specifically what he's looking for? Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I'm missing getting my rocks off, so I need to make sure that, you know, I get married so that I can have that once again. And then I'll still live forever or whatever the fuck it is. So, he quickly tries to finish the ceremony while a full-out battle breaks out. And I really have a lot of fun with this battle. It's cheesy, yes, but it's a lot of fun watching all the people kind of flying all over the place. And you really get a feeling of an old-style martial arts type of movie that's going on. Though, again, (laughs) Jack is completely fucking worthless (laughs) in this scene. Because he's got the one guy running at him, and then he like he's diving towards him, so he shoves his knife through his boot. And stabs the guy through the armor into his chest, yeah. and then he's fucking stuck there. And he can't well, he has all that weighted armor. Yeah, he well, has remember all the before armor. that though, he shoots up into the air. Oh yeah, when they're all gonna attack, the he rebel shoots hits up him in the head. And I think I wrote down "dumbass" in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dumbass. Because everybody starts. That's that? when everybody like the battle's gonna start, and they're, they're like, all, ha, yeah. ha, ha, and then here he comes, ah, do, 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 knocks himself, yeah, out. knocks himself out. <laughs> So, like, he's out of the thing for the most of the battle. And, and then you have the battle between Rain and Wang, mm-hmm. which is decent. But that looks like those old school, like, kung fu movies where they have a lot of wire work. And it's funny because even at one point uh, towards the beginning, it's like you have a bunch of guys on wires and they're flying all over yeah. the place. And it's the same thing that goes on here. You know, he's just making commentary on the type of action that we, we get. But it's it, it's not, like terrible but i feel like rain even when he's fighting fucking wang he goes out like a bitch like because 
they have good battles and everything like that. And they're throwing blows with the swords back and forth. And he's got the two swords versus the one sword. And Wang is really holding his own against Rain. And then, like, he dives at him and Wang just kicks the sword and, like, stabs him. And he flies into that statue in the distance. Only he kicks the sword. He, he turns throws the sword. And he, he throws it. He, I thought he he threw it up and then he kicked it. Oh, he, he could either have way. just thrown. Either way, he throws the sword into him and then he flies into the the thing. And you have, uh, you know, they they've completed the ceremony, so he's now well, married. not complete, not complete, but he's in the flesh now. Yeah, they haven't completed the full thing of the ceremony where he has to sacrifice Miao Yin, but they've completed the marriage so yeah. that he's now actually full in flesh. Like he managed to stab her the on the other needle. arm with the love needle. Is that going to be sounds a like a terrible off? song? Yeah. Is that a love gun? Love needle! <laughs> Stabbing <laughs> you in the <laughs> arm! <laughs> love uh, needle! I like that fight, though, with uh, Rain and Wayne. Uh, when, um, like, Rain's not expecting him to be so good yeah. with the blade. And then he, like, kind of looks him up and down like, what the hell? And he just gives, like, does the whole eye, double eyebrow thing. <laughs> like, and that's what I, that's right. I love the guy that plays Wang at this point. I think that in these scenes like that, he's great. Yeah, I love the attitude, and it's it's really kind of showing with the medicine that they've taken, you know. And then Jack he rescues Gracie to some extent, and then he just kind of like pulls her out of the action, mm-hmm. like and tries to get the elevator to work. And this is ridiculous too to me because like they escape up the escalator that he came down with that really cool skull and everything yeah. up there. And then when they get through there, when, when Lopan and Miao Yin get through there, then um, Raiden like causes lightning, causes it to close. So they can't get, so they can't follow. go for, further. And then um, there's also, I forgot to say the, the battle between <laughs> Egg Shen and Lopan is dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, now here's the thing though. So how old is Egg Chen? Cause he's yeah. like, He's like, you never could beat me in Jin. <laughs> exactly. And they're basically, yeah, they're like... Uh, it looks like they're playing video games without fucking controllers. Well, well, they have the, the fingers like this, but they're going like... He's going like he's pressing buttons yeah, with his um, fucking fingers. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Lopan has his pinkies crossed like X's, and he's shooting a beam out of it. And he's using his thumb like... He's playing the controller. But then, you know, a Chen, he has like a... Like a, like a, I guess a jewel or some kind of he's like thing. looks like he's and getting he's, ready to like throw something. Yeah, but he's using that, and and all of a sudden it turns into like this, like a it's like two spirit warriors, yeah, spirit warriors fighting. Spirit warriors fighting. Yeah, it's just and it's terrible because they're going back and forth, and there's like, oh, I'm slowly swinging my blade. Oh, I'm <laughs> oh. slowly swinging my blade back, and oh. eventually it's a tie. Neither of them beat each other, and he's like, you couldn't beat me. Well, you didn't beat him either. Like, it's just... Well, he just said you never could beat me. Could beat me, I guess. But he didn't win. He's acting like he won the whole fight between the two of them. But he didn't (laughs) win shit. And so he escapes. Uh, They knock down the skull so that way they they can't follow. And then that's when Raiden crashes into the other, like, idol. And uh, Egg Chen throws one of those stones and, like, completely blows him up inside of it. Yeah. So that's, like, ultimately how he dies. And so... After that, and kind of the rubble has kind of, and the dust has kind of cleared, and uh, because uh, Egg Shed did that, the elevator is now opening up, and that's when the monster pops out, and they throw the monster down, and then they get in the elevator, and they go up, Jack and uh, Gracie do. And you see that Wang, he goes up the escalator, and goes through the skull that was supposedly closed 
when like mm-hmm. they left. Yeah. Like to me that didn't make any sense. Well, like, plus it was supposed to be an elevator that only went down. No, the escalator. Oh, the escalator. Oh, well, okay. well yeah, and the elevator that went down, it goes back up. It's yeah. only on one fucking track. But I'm talking about the escalator that that was supposedly blocked off by the giant fucking skull is oh, no longer blocked up, yeah. and he just walks in. Like, yeah. what the hell, man? Yeah, it slowed him up a little bit. I guess it slowed him up a little bit. So while they're waiting for the elevator to go back to the top floor, that's when Jack goes and starts making out with, you know... Gracie, yeah, and she's like, I can't believe this is happening. Is this really I was, happening? I was gonna get, I was getting married. Like, what are you wearing? He's like, I was, I was getting married. He was marrying me. <laughs> and so they make out the entire time the elevator is going up, and when the doors open up, you see the giant lipstick stains all over his his lips. And I hadn't realized it the first time, first couple times I talked it or saw this, uh, that he has lipstick all over his teeth too. Yeah, like I didn't realize like it was that like. How are you making out with her that you're getting lipstick on your teeth? Well, she had a shitload of makeup, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so did fucking Meow Yin. And then when she makes out with, you know, you know, spoiler alert, makes out with fucking Wang later on, he hasn't got a ton of stuff. She has thinner lips, so she had less makeup. She has shittier makeup because she left her fucking, like, lipstick all over him. But the other girl doesn't leave any lipstick lipstick anywhere. Maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe she's got bullshit. And she's got fucking Mary Kay or some shit. But <laughs> she got Mary Kay and the other one has Sephora. <laughs> so that's where you have, uh, you know, Jack comes out into the, the hallways. And that's when you start hearing uh, Lopan. He's discussing with Thunder what needs to be done. And basically that the part of the ceremony has been completed. No, never. I've suffered so much pain and agony. Look at me. No, I don't understand. I don't belong to you. You don't. You belong to Ching Tai. I must sacrifice you, but I love you and I need you. No! Here, take her, take the bitch! Master, you are flesh! I am. I am? Oh, it worked! Ching Tai is a piece. Thirteen. Now we must satisfy the first suffering emperor by destroying this. <laughs> Not so fast, gentlemen. Oh, is it too much to ask, Thunder? Kill him for me! Won't solve anything, Dave. Too many people around here been dropping like flies already, and where's that getting us, huh? Nowhere. Fast. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack always says, what the hell? So the one thing that you may have noticed as you've been listening to a lot of clips, especially when Lopan and Burton are talking together, is the fact that he never calls him Lopan. He always calls him Dave because the yeah. character's name is David Lopan. Yeah. But Kurt is always calling or, or Jack's always calling him Dave, which I find really funny. Yeah. And then I just was thinking of something, man. When Remember Guardian Galaxy, when he goes... Wait, you might know me by another name, Star-Lord. He goes, who? <laughs> Star-Lord, man. It's kind of like, it's like, so like I was just thinking, you know about, like, that's like the Burton same thing. Jack always says. Yeah, he goes, who? Me. Jack, <laughs> Jack Burton. Jack Burton. Me. 
like he's so full of himself that he expects that he knows exactly who he's going to be. Yeah. Like he's only talked to him in the one scene and he never really addressed him or called him by name. It's like Mr. Burns with Homer at this point. Doesn't who the devil are you? You know, <laughs> these type of things that are going on. But it's it's so ridiculous and, and Wang does come in at the last moment and he and Thunder clash and it's like they're constantly just flying through the hallways and, and you know, He's basically chasing Wang is what he's doing. Well, that's because Wang doesn't want to get thunderstruck. That's why. <laughs> thunderstruck! <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, ACDC moment. Um, <laughs> that's going to blow out people's ears. Uh, but, uh, so, I love the way that Lopan goes down. Like, it's totally appropriate. It's underst- Like It's been foreshadowed since the beginning of the goddamn movie. And you see him, and, and one of the things that we didn't play, or I didn't play uh, for you, is uh, Gracie asks, that's all you've got, is your knife? <laughs> I he's took like, something. He's like, that's all I need, yeah. you know, basically. <laughs> and so... Well, he also he, was like, I, I took something that makes me uh, see things that no one else can see. <laughs> yeah. And so he throws the knife at Lopan and completely misses. And this is when he's trying to get, her, get him to let uh, Meow Yin go. And yeah. so he does. He does do exactly what he was trying to do, but he totally missed Lopan. And Lopan picks it up. He's like, oh, this is a really nice knife. <laughs> nice I'm knife. sorry. It sounds like I'm doing a Skeletor type of impression. <laughs> he's yeah. like, mm. Mm. he's like, it's a good knife. Yeah. Goodbye, Mr. Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mr. Burton. And he throws the knife back. And just like he caught the beer bottle in the beginning of it, he catches the knife perfectly and then tosses it back and hits him right in the head. Square in the forehead. And that's the end of Lopan. Like, it's a little anticlimactic, like, in terms of you expect some type of, like, big battle. And you kind of got it, but it was more be between Egg Shen and him, where they did the spirit thing. But it wasn't really satisfying. But this, even though it's not, like, this big confrontation, it's mm-hmm. really fucking satisfying. Yeah. Like, it's quick, it's perfect, because well, it fits that character. And, without mowing your lawn here, because I'm pretty sure you were going to mention it, is... That when the knife hits him, it's not just he, he drops dead. Because he's supposed to be real tall. He just fall, he falls backwards, lands, and hits the ground so hard that all those Buddha statues just... They just completely break. domino. And it's great. I love the way the scene looks. Perfect. It's just fantastic. Everything just feels satisfying about how that works. And then it cuts back over to Thunder and Yang and Wang fighting. Well, before that, though, he says it again. It's all in the reflexes. That's right. When she asks, like, how'd you do that? It's all in the reflexes. And, and so, you know, they go to try to help out Wang to make sure that he and Thunder don't, well, Thunder doesn't kill him. And Thunder's basically, like, destroying everything that he possibly can. Like, he doesn't even know that his master is dead. And he just runs by out of frustration and just fucking smashes stuff. And he does break Burton's gun in the, the earlier battle mm. by grabbing it and just, like, snapping it. And it no, he just, punches it. He punches it, that's and right. Explodes. And it, it explodes into different pieces. Uh, and it, which is crazy. I really like that effect because mm-hmm. you can tell it's not been like CGI. It's a total practical effect in the way they did it. And I wonder how many takes and how many glass guns they had to like get to do that effect. Yeah. Uh, and so eventually he does see over in the corner that his master has been killed. And so he starts like powering himself up, you know, and he ends up growing so big that he himself explodes. Yeah. It's just, it's just the way you see to it. 
out and just starts blowing up and filling himself with air. And it's just, I, I don't know, I can't understand why he's doing that. Like, he's trying to kill them, but there's more than enough room, like, room and time for them to get out of there. And so yeah. that's when you see, like, chunks of him I, fly out from the hallway. It, were he, was he trying to kill him, or was he just so upset that, like, he, his master's gone, he doesn't know what he's supposed to do now, and he just kind of had a hissy fit and blew up? <laughs> I think that there's a little bit of that hissy fit there, but I think that he might have actually been trying to, like, like I, trap him. I don't feel like that, because it wasn't even like a, it was just, like, him exploding in his body parts. It wasn't like a, like an actual, you know what I mean? It was yeah, an explosion without the bang, pretty yeah, much. That's it was true. Just, like, well, if you blew up a balloon too and much. I did like the, the practical effect of him, like, expanding and <laughs> them showing everything, like, from his feet yeah. to his hands to his head. Mm-hmm. Like, that looks really good and I feel still holds up, like, most practical things yeah. do. And so, they get out of there. They, they get to a room where they can escape because there's, like, a hole in the ceiling or something. But then Raiden comes down. And this is where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, where he's completely useless because he's doing his fucking, like, lightning dance. But he's, like, throwing it over here and throwing it over there. And meanwhile, they're, like, slowly helping themselves through the hole well, in the top. It was like a, if I remember right, it was a dead-end tunnel. It was. And then he did all that. And then, remember, a piece of the, the big metal piece falls behind him, like, pretty much entrapping him in there with, in that hallway with him. No, he they remember well, that yeah, big metal piece. The, the, there's a metal piece that falls down, but they already recognize that the hole above them can get them up to the next level and get them out of there. And then he comes around the corner, and and so I I get it that he wants to you know get down there and and get them all trapped and everything like that. But he doesn't when he has the chance to just shut fucking shoot lightning straight when they're still hoisting other people up, just fucking fry them. Be done that's, with it. That's his, uh, like his villain his monologue. Ammo. You know that's what I mean? Like he's he doesn't speak, the, so he's just giving them the like. This is my lines. Yeah, trying to scare the shit out of him with the lightning going back and forth, and and so when he finally does shoot, try to shoot Burton. Burton's already basically through the goddamn hole. Yeah, and so he gets through the hole, and then they go up to the next thing, and then Egg Shin, he's up on top, and he manages to have like a bow. Like a crossbow that has a, a line of rope that they can use to climb up to the next hole to get out. Well, one of my one of my lines. I'm pretty sure you're about to say uh, nope. it. When he says, "How'd you get up there?" Wasn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what always bugged me about that crossbow thing? What's that? He pulls the trigger and it pulls him up so fast, and I don't know why. I, this always bugs me. I always think, "Ain't their hand gonna get trapped in the wheel?" Like, they're holding on to the like rope. Like, he's perfectly he... able to stop it when they need to stop it, right? <laughs> like, it's ridiculously fast. And the girls, you know, maybe Burton and Wang, because they've been doing all this stuff, maybe they have a little bit of reflexes. But especially, like, Miao Yin, she may not be able to, like, let go in yeah. time. You know, perfectly. And what if they can't let go and grab onto the sides and pull themselves up and they just fall back down and mm-hmm. that's the end of them? So, Wang gets trapped on the bottom because... Uh, the, Raiden has come through that hole. Yeah, he's starting to, and he's starting to up. like come through, and the lighting's starting to go. And so, Egg Shen takes a Buddha statue along with Jack, and they push it into the hole, and it basically falls right on on Raiden and crushes his head and crushes him. Which is this effect too? When he was coming up from the hole, the blue lights that was from the sparks, yeah, on Wang's face, and he's. You know, showing his fear. It's like he's also showing, like, he feels like he feels the heat from the electricity. Yeah. 
that that all that looked beautiful, and then the the statue crushing him, it, it, all the electricity that shot up back from the hole from basically him dying. Yeah. The, it it looks great, and and then you know Wang ends up getting out of there, and they get to the top where they find Burton's truck. And the one thing that bothers the crap out of me about that one as well is that they're like, don't you have an extra key? He's like, of course I do, because he doesn't know where his keys are. And it happens to be inside of the truck. Isn't that the one thing they tell you not to do? Is to leave an extra key for your car inside of your car? (laughs) And he's got one inside the truck. Like, up. I'm surprised it wasn't up on top on the fucking, you know, little blinds and stuff, whatever. That was the thing, too. He was like... The keys are gone. Well, don't you have a spare? Of course I do, but it's under the... It's under the mat! (laughs) So he's got a spare. They managed to get the truck on, and because all the security guards now are going after them and trying to shoot him, and they end up busting out of there, and and they begin to drive away, which this is also ridiculous, too, because the cops and firemen, they're coming towards where they just busted out of, and they don't bother to try to stop them. Yeah. Like, they just basically see, oh, there's a random, like, Big Mac truck that's driving down the street. Flying down the street. (laughs) And so eventually they do, you know, they turn the corner to get away from the cops. And, you know, they basically have escaped and they've totally survived. Take it easy, take it easy, okay? Okay, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that make you feel good? Terrific. Light's green, you can go. What are you doing, Jack? I'll be right back. Hey, where are you going, Egg? Oh, well, our work's done. Lopin is dead and the evil spell's been lifted. Years ago, I promised myself a long vacation. And it's time to collect. Well, why don't you go on over to China? Visit the motherland. Well, China's in the heart, Jack. Wherever I go, she's with me. So, what are you going to call it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you can come over to my place later and... Help me find a title. Hey, Jack. Nothing or triple? Nothing or double. Triple. You earned it. You're right, I did. Thanks, Wayne. Well, last chance. I'm a rich man now. Give up the open road. Sell my truck. Settle down. Couldn't have that in my conscience. The only way it might work is if you buy a bigger truck. One with a cozy little apartment in back, just big enough for two. Sounds pretty great. But you know something? Sooner or later, I rub everybody the wrong way, and... Well, let me think about it. God, aren't you even going to kiss her goodbye? Nope. Hey, so it cracks me up, though. They're all on the truck, and they're leaving. What happened to the rest of the guys that was with them? All the red... Or the, all the, the yellow. yellow turban guys yeah. that were there? <laughs> they still down there fighting? Like, they don't know the war's over? Like... <laughs> Just fighting for eternity down, down there. there in the depths of hell. We have this LSD water in us, and we're so we fucking can't terrible. stop. We're Damn not this stop till the drink. world is ours. <laughs> but 
it, 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 it also cracks me up too. Out of all that shit, she's worried about red light. <laughs> oh, it's green now. They're making out. That's cute. It's green now. Go. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, they they are like hardcore making out too. When like they they start like she just turns into the into Wang and just lays it on him, and like he looks like he's trying to like eat half of her face <laughs> as they're making out, and that's where I'm like, you don't see any lipstick on his face after they do this. You know, he doesn't have anything on his teeth. It's just oh she's. Oh, isn't that lovely? <laughs> and then they're all celebrating, and you see Morgan. She's like, why don't you come to my place after everything's you done? You can help me name it. Well, weren't you guys, like, left alone for quite a while? Now you've made your move? You made your move once everything was done? Like, you hung back with him. Burton told him that Yeah, but you were Uncle Wong was still there, so... Oh. You know, he was probably cock-blocking. Yeah, he's like, I want some of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I want some of that American poon. So... You know, Egg Shen, he leaves, and like we said, you never get back to the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. There isn't anything here. Like, he just leaves. And what was the point of him talking to the lawyer at the beginning? Like, was he in trouble? They're looking for Jack Burton because who told him that Jack Burton did this stuff? Yeah. Nobody. Are, is, the, is the bad guy, like, the whole, like, gangster people, are they going to say, oh, no, this was all done by him? Yeah. Like, That's, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. sense. And especially if the cops go down there and there's a ton of, like, Chinese mysticism, they have to go into, like, Chinese hell Wait, to discover that fucking Lopan is dead. Maybe they went they went into the office and they found Lopan and they pulled out the knife out of his forehead and it said, Jack Burton's knife or something. <laughs> Maybe. Something fucking retarded like that. But it's, Property of Jack Burton. Property of, yeah, just like Bart Simpson putting everything but, on like the label maker and dropping his radio in the well. It's the same thing. He's got property of Jack Burton on so, there. So, how much money did he he owed him? It was 1048 so right? He got $1,148. And then he was supposed to double. That was double or nothing. So then he would have gotten 2200 or 300 and no 250 But he did triple. But if he had doubled it, why my my, is my mind going blank. Uh no, nonetheless, it would have been what 2236. Yeah. But he's like I'm a rich now man he's now. It. Like where like, do you get the money down. from it? He's like settle down. I mean he's like I'm a rich man now. We could settle down, buy a cottage. I'm thinking how much fucking money? You only got like three thousand dollars. But this is three thousand in nineteen eighty six dollars. Still, but still, and he owes six thousand dollars a year on his insurance for his truck. Yeah, but he wouldn't. He'd sell the truck, so he wouldn't have to pay the insurance. Well, I guess, but he's like, no, nah, I'm just gonna, you know, it's okay. I don't need to be with you. Because people get tired of me anyway later on. And then she gave him an out like, well, you sell your truck, you get a brand new truck that has a lot more space in it. Then I'll go along with you. And I should be like a traveling uh, fucking lawyer or something. $500 a month for his insurance. But like I said, in if you, you probably can do, depending on how far you're going, mm -hmm. depending on the job, you, you, you could do a couple day haul for a couple thousand. Yep. So... And that's one haul. So if you're doing like, say, six hauls a, a month or something like that, and you're and there's you only a couple days money. each, yeah. And depending on where you're going, maybe especially if you're going to go like, it's not going to cost you a whole lot to come into California, but when you leave in California, that's a ton of money yeah. to get the fuck out of there. So, you know, he could be making decent amount to to control everything, but at the same time, three thousand dollars, you know, that's what he's getting. Yeah. <laughs> It just doesn't seem like it's a whole lot. 
He knows he saved the world, so. That's true. So, everything's, you know, we have a happy ending because, you know, Eddie and Morgan are together. Uh, Yao Min, uh, or Miao Yin, not Yao Ming, I was about to say that again. Uh, she She's there with Wang, and Wang's now got his wife, and he's all happy. But it's not a happy time for Jack Burton because he's not going to be it with Gracie at the end of this. And so the movie ends in the way that it should have began with Jack Burton on the radio uh, talking directly to the audience. Is there anything you want to say before it ends? I was say he, he says the most perfect Jack Burton line, too, when he goes, aren't you going to kiss her? Oh, yeah. No. Nope. And with that nice pause. Nice pause. Looks at her. She's looking at him all sexual. And he just goes, nope. Nope. And so you get this. You get his last lines of the movie. And then you get the song that I can't tell still if uh, Kurt Russell actually sings a little on it. <laughs> you just listen to the old pork chop express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down and sheets thick as lead. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. So that was Big Trouble in Little China. And Big Trouble in Little China is still a really fun film. There are a lot of little things. I just feel like what we talk about, we're just kind of like nitpicking. But overall, it's still a very entertaining film. Uh, The soundtrack itself uh, garnered a Saturn Award for John Carpenter. Uh, And actually that track, Big Trouble in Little China, is done by the Coudevilles. Um, And he said when he was kind of going up with the soundtrack he didn't want it to be at that time he felt that they were a little too like as he quote said it a little chop suey when it came to doing like you know chinese american martial arts type movies and he didn't want that and he got a more of a you know synthesizer feel and and more of an upbeat and i thought the music was really good on this film the set design is fucking fantastic the monster design, even the monster that shows up there at the end, that's that weird, like, trollish one, Uncle Louie or whatever the hell's name is, <laughs> oh, cool. comes comes up uh, out of the truck. Like, it's, it's great. I really love the sets. I really love the design. I love the practical effects for the movie. Um, the only thing that I felt was a little cheesy was just that spirit battle that they had, um, even when they kind of displayed it amongst everything. But it's still a lot of fun. So... Patrick, mm-hmm. as we do always on this podcast, we rated on three different different uh, types of ratings. Three different different. That's something new. Uh, and then an overall grade. So, what would you give the gore factor of the film? 
Um, I mean, I guess a one out of five because it's not really gory, but I mean, you do see um, people like something getting eating it eaten, but it's not like it's over not the bloody, top gory. Yeah. Or bloody. Yeah, and that's why I give it a 1 out of 5. It fits right in that little mold because... Oh, there's a little blood when the guy eats the head off the fish, right? Yeah, there's a little <laughs> blood there, but people get stabbed and people get slashed across the face and there's absolutely no blood. Yeah. You know, so... And even when the guy gets eaten by the monster, there's no, like, bloody mess or anything like yeah. that. So, it's not really... Even with thunder blowing up, it's still not bloody. That's There's like I green give... stuff that gets splattered on places. Yeah, that's why I, I give it the it, one. It only gets the PG-13 rating for the language. That's pretty much it. Maybe some situations yeah. that they have. Uh, the crap factor, what would you give that? So we're saying how crappy it was? Well, yeah, yeah you can say like crappiness. Uh, you know, what What are some things that you would rate it on a scale, you know, one to five uh, that would say like the, it could be acting, it could be whatever it is. And it's, I... it's hard to, to do this one. Because... Yeah, I want to say zero, really. <laughs> well, you can't say zero. Okay, well, I'll say, say a one, one again, because I just feel like this movie is just its just what it is. It's just great. If the effects were great, it was... Yeah, it's not like a A-listing Avengers movie type of movie, but it's just perfect, I think. Well, see, that's where we differ a little bit. Because I'm, I'm not, like, super high, but I give it a two. And the reason I give it a two is because there's some terrible acting in it in some scenes. I just felt like it just went with Like, it, it goes with the cheesy nature of yeah. it. And that's... But there are things that you can't glare over, such as the lack of, like, some type of blood that needed to be in there. Uh, Kim Cattrall at times, the way that she was acting, even though it's not the worst that I've seen her, it was still relatively bad. Characters that I felt weren't needed in the film at mm-hmm. all, between Morgan and Eddie, um, you know, and then like that fight that they have with the fucking crossed fingers and controllers. I that was great. It's I that. it's just when I see it now, it's just bad. But it's not enough to ruin the film. It's just I think it's more than just a, a single one. And then uh, the fun factor of the film. How fun is this movie to you? This is a five out of five. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So it's th- a five it's out just, of five. It's, it's, are we still doing an overall rating? Yeah, there is an overall after. Well, but five just, out of five. The the fun the fun it, it just never stops because you have it, it even if the rest of the characters were shitty you have Lopan and fucking Jack Burton and both of them make the film in their own way and I'm just giggling the entire time when they're on the screen and you know Kurt Russell does such a wonderful job with this character mm-hmm. and he doesn't over doesn't be like overly cheesy but he's also not like completely stoic in the role. Where he's having fun with it. A yeah. lot of fun with this role. And it seems like it was fit just for him as well. So it, that's why the fun factor for me is a 5 out of 5. So overall, what would you give this, this film? Overall, call it nostalgia, whatever you want to call it. But I, I'm going to give it... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of a good one here. But uh, we'll just say 5... Um, Floating eyeball brains, <laughs> whatever the yeah. hell that thing is. <laughs> Mine is a this four year. out of five beholders. Yeah, the beholder thing. It, it's a great movie. I don't know if I can put it in for me in the echelon of five out yeah. of five, but you know, this, even if nostalgia hits me, I think that the reason that maybe I knock at a point, and I don't know if that's fair or or what it is, but I feel like 
It's also the time that you saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Like for some people, you know, and it would be blasphemous to say this, like Goonies that don't like Goonies, right? Uh, because maybe they saw it when, you know, they're 30 years old for the first time. And it just doesn't resonate with you when you're that age. Mm-hmm. But if even if you're a young kid seeing the Goonies, it could be the greatest film that you've ever seen. Yeah. I think there's an age where it hits you in the nostalgia or it hits you in the right point of your life. And I think that this movie kind of fits in that. Like those that have never seen this movie before... And maybe we're going to open up some people that wouldn't have seen this and that are now going to actually watch it just because of what we've talked about it, which is great. But those that maybe didn't quite like it when they saw it and they were in their late 20s or early 30s or even later than that. And then now maybe they're going to try to look back. And maybe it's not the same type of movie. I don't know. But I feel that it is a moment in time and it's a product mm-hmm. of that time. This is very 80s extremely 80s this could fit into that the the the, you know extreme 80s that i did for you know october for the 31 31 but it's still a lot of fun to me like i just have fun watching it it's a movie that like you said if it's on tv i'll finish it if i actually run across it you know sit through the goddamn commercials which i normally wouldn't do nowadays yeah but it's worth it so would you have wanted them to make a second one or just leave it the way it ended where the creature, the sewer monsters pops up in the back of outside, but out in the back of the truck? So that's a very good question. I, part of me likes the way it ends because it lets you think. Now, didn't they do a comic series? That I was going to bring that up. That? They did do a comic book series that came out maybe three years ago. I Something think. like maybe, that. Yeah. Maybe more than that. Cause I was living on in Castro Valley at the time. So maybe like four or five years ago. And it, the, I didn't finish reading it. I only read like the first two comics, but it started the first episode, episode, first um, comic, first book started right where the movie ended, where the creatures popping up out of the back of the the truck. I would be interested if they had done it shortly after, but I think the reason why it was never done is because it wasn't a box office success. Yeah. If it was a success, uh, then I know that they would have released another version of this film. Mm-hmm. So, but it is what it is. Now we've been talking about this for a very long time. I didn't expect it to be uh, as long as it is. It's <laughs> this is over three hours. I think you're getting on the run for the longest podcast when I have <laughs> you on. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, let's real fast play the trailer for the next film. Now there is going to be remember guys there is going to be a bonus episode that's going to come between this one and the next one which is going to be dave's but i'm not playing that trailer uh that one will be more of a surprise and then dave i think on his show podcast from another world um or another planet um i probably fucked that up already (laughs) (laughs) sorry dave uh, he'll probably it, tell you like the next network. movie. <laughs> it's part of the It Be Like That Network, man. This, It Be Like That, and now that show. So, um, But yeah, let's talk about the film, the next one that we're going to be doing for the Terrible Terror podcast. And that movie is The Thing. This is U.S. Station 31. You read me? Found something in the ice. We need some help down here. Can anybody hear me? We found something. We found something. We found something.
discovered something. For 100,000 years, it was buried in the snow and ice. Now it has found a place to live, inside, where no one can see it, or hear it, or feel it. I know I'm human. Some of you are still human. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to, but it's vulnerable out in the open. If it takes us over, then it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gonna listen to Gary? He can beat one of those things! That's right. For the next episode, we'll be looking at John Carpenter's The Thing, um, and we're going to bring on somebody new for that. There's somebody that's been begging me to do this show, so um, it's somebody, it's a coworker of mine, actually, mm-hmm. and it's going to be her very first time doing this and actually being on a podcast, so no pressure. Uh, <laughs> I thought <laughs> it should be say, fun. She's never seen so- The Thing. I thought you were going to, she's never seen The Thing? She's never seen The Thing either. She kept. She's been asking me for months. And trying to find movies, and I keep bringing movies to her, and she's like, I've never seen it. Finally, I was like, look, do the thing. Like, this is like a horror classic. Like, you haven't seen it? You need to see it. Only thing is, I've got to be able to drag all this shit over to where I work, so we're going to do it over there. Because it's like a halfway point for the two of us. So, it'll be interesting. Yeah. (laughs) With that all being said, Patrick, why don't you go ahead and give everybody your lovely plugs. Oh, well, you can find me on Instagram, IGTV, and Twitter at ParanormalPat64. And you can find me on Facebook and uh, YouTube at Paranormal Pativity Podcast. You can find the podcast at all the same places you can find uh, Brian's podcast, The Terrible Terror Podcast. So if you know where to find him, you know where to find me, Paranormal Pativity Podcast. And then don't forget, we both actually do a podcast together called It Be Like That. Uh, you can find us, that's on Twitter, It Be Like That Podcast, at IBLT Podcast. Um, and then on the same network, um, and you can find us on Spreaker and all those mm-hmm. other things. If you want to listen to us, just kind of chat and talk about random things. Right now, we're a lot about football because playoffs and it's one of the reasons why we recorded when we did even yeah. though I'm I'm barging in on playoff time right now. Damn it. <laughs> um, but uh, as always with this podcast, you can always follow the podcast on everything that's out there between Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Rate and Review. Also make sure to go out there and check out the podcast on uh, Twitter, T underscore, T underscore podcast, YouTube, Terrible Terror Podcast, and everything else. Facebook, Instagram, the fun stuff. So... Anything else left to say, Patrick? It's all in the reflexes. All right. Talk to you later, everybody.